podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McQueen. As always, I just want to thank you for listening. We're here for another episode. Welcome back to the Dune Hippie Podcast. We're on episode number 16 today. And our guest is Dave Martell with Dune Stars and SLRA and uh, several other things that he's uh, involved with the Dune. So we had Ricky on a few episodes ago. You know, uh, I've known Ricky, uh, you know, as of last year. You know, I started kind of getting really to know Ricky more. But Dave, uh, yesterday we went on a trail run, took some pre-runners out. And that was really the first time that I ever, you know, personally have gotten to uh, hang out and talk and interact with Dave. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things I'm working on. You know, that's kind of to my own fault. I, you know, I've been, I've kind of become the comfortable in my, uh, my, I guess, uh, routine of going to the dunes. You know, for me, I, I like to go and drive my truck and I go rip some laps and I peace out a lot. And bringing this back, Dave is a guy that I've seen him for years up here. He's heavily in, into the community and heavily into the dune community and, you know, uh, involved in a lot of things. And I've never, uh, taking the time to interact and introduce myself and so getting to hang out with him yesterday getting to do this podcast got to learn a lot more better uh of who dave martell is so i hope you the listeners listen to this will uh if you don't know anything about dave and you're in the same boat i was if you know who he is you know his name but you've never uh taken the opportunity to talk to him know a little bit more about him and maybe hit him up after this uh podcast so uh, that trail run we went on was super fun. They ended up doing uh, filming a lot of it, so that's going to come out on their YouTube. So go ahead and, if you're listening to this, go try to see if their YouTube is out, see if it's out on their page. And other than that, I had a blast talking with Dave. I'm uh, looking forward to 2022 season. I'm sure we're going to be doing a lot of more things together. Uh, we talk about his car, his pre-runner, you know, all sorts of things that he's doing. Um, he's involved with Langer Racing. Um, all sorts of things. So this podcast, like I said, episode number 16, Dune Hippie Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll get started. We got in today Dave Martell, the other half of Dune Stars. We we had Ricky on a few episodes back. If you've uh, listened to Ricky's episode, the two of them are pretty tight with the Dune Stars stuff. If you're in Silver Lake, you probably have seen their stuff, seen the Dune Stars guys around. So we got Dave in here today to... uh kind of talk about him and dunes and all the stuff he's involved with around here so go ahead kind of introduce yourself and give a little background to uh, some of the listeners so first of all i just want everybody to know that mine's gonna be way better than rick's um and i'm also the uh much smarter more handsomer <laughs> side of dune stars i'm gonna have to do another podcast with rick i feel now <laughs> for those that don't know uh no, no, Rick's uh, Rick's my best friend in the whole wide world, but um, so he'll he'll get the humor in that. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, about a little bit about myself, I uh, I started coming into Dunes years back, uh, probably I'd say like two thousand five, six ish, somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Like my first time ever at the Dunes, um, a buddy that I went to college with, that we were uh, we were roommates. His name's uh, Brent. Still a great friend to this day. But 
Um, he calls me up one day. This is when uh, he had this crazy stripper girlfriend. No joke. But uh, <laughs> yeah. she was she was psychotic. And um, he calls me up one day and he's like, hey, man, uh, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. Hey, we're going to go to the dunes. I'm like, the dunes? What are you talking about? Silver Lake, man. I'm like, all right. I'd never been. Lived in Michigan my entire life. All right. Never been to the dunes at all. So I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, he comes over to my house and he's like, we got to go right now. We have to leave. And I'm like, okay, like, what's the rush? He uh, left from his girlfriend there. (laughs) He uh, He had two quads. Pushed him down the street, all right, so he couldn't start him because he didn't want to wake her oh, up. Oh, yeah, she was sleeping. Yep, pushed him down the street, loaded him <laughs> up the trailer, came there, and he's like, as soon as she realizes I'm gone, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be hell to pay because of it. <laughs> so we we came to Silver Lake on these two quads, and uh, I just instantly fell in love. You know, I, I, was, I was hooked right there. First time out, mobbing around on quads, just having a blast, and it was... An amazing time, you know. Like I could not. I I bought a quad on the way home. You know, on the way home, same on day. On the way home from Silver Lake, <laughs> same day. Bought a quad. I'm like, I'm like, let's go. You know, like this is this is what I want to do with my life. I love this place. I can't believe. And like, I was so pissed off that I'd never been there. Yeah. You know, like, I, like I was twenty some years old. I, you know, okay, I was gonna say, yeah. What age kind of are you? Yeah. And you, you're in West Michigan too. You've grown up in West I, Michigan. I, so I actually I born and raised in the East Side, Metro okay. Detroit area in Redford, and then um, I moved to Mount Pleasant when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old. Okay, and then uh, tried to go to college. That didn't work out too well. Yeah, um, I tried that once. <laughs> had, a, had a couple kids, and then uh, fortunately uh, met my beautiful wife at CMU, but. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd never been to the dunes, you know, like I'd lived in Michigan my entire life, but I'd never, never ventured over there or yep. checked it out or anything like that. And I was, I was upset that I was so naive about not knowing this wonderful paradise. That we yeah. I feel that's a lot of, I mean, that's my same experience at like 14, 15 coming to the dunes. And yeah, my, uh, you know, I still remember going to the dunes and yeah, just literally being like, how so i grew up racing dirt bikes my whole life and i was on tracks all around i've been by silver lake but never been in it and yeah some person that didn't we didn't even go in the dunes we walked up the pedestrian side that was my first experience and seeing just watching people in dirt bikes i was like what is this i have a dirt bike how come i've never been here yeah. i was so pissed yeah it's, it's like <laughs> eye-opening you know like when, yeah when you see it and um so so yeah it was it the more and more that we came you know like i just got more and more involved with it and uh you know we started we had a a gang of quads you know just i mean there was just 10 or 15 of us you know every weekend meeting up coming coming. you know from mount pleasant or coming from around the state meeting up on the dunes and just you know quad riders for life yeah we were all just quadding around you know because that was a cheap way to get in dirt bikes and quads you know you could get an old dirt bike or an old quad and you know you could go out and have a blast and it was always a good time. So as we progressed in the dunes, our uh, our toys started progressing. You know, mm-hmm. we started getting on onto other things. And um, there was one summer where me and my wife came here. And I, I think we came like 13 weekends that we came yeah. and camped, you know, and like 
I told her, I'm like, uh, that's a mortgage payment. <laughs> you like the amount of money that we're spending on campgrounds, yep, like campgrounds, is a mortgage payment. The driving, the fuel. Yeah. And then like we got kicked out of every campground. Like <laughs> every campground we were blacklisted on. You know, like we could not go there. You know, yep. like we had we had the police called on us one time at uh um hideaway. You know, like I mean it was just like a big ordeal every time we went because we had I mean it was a party. You yeah, know, you're we, it's we were coming, blowing off the steam. vacation. Yep, said, exactly. you know, we've worked all week. This is our weekend. We want to go out and tear shit up on quads and have fun at the campfire and play music and I mean we're just we're, yeah. you're you're partying, you know? Yep. You know, early twenties, that's what you do. You exactly. know, you're just, yeah, you're having fun. And uh so eventually I convinced my wife and, and at this time my wife was still in school and I was uh I was in a, a, a packaging position for my career. So we weren't uh we weren't we weren't like stupid rich or anything like that, you know, like like she wasn't working at all. Yeah. We we're leasing a house in Granville. Um and uh, you know, she's a full time student, you know, so I'm the only breadwinner in the home. And uh, I convinced her that we needed to buy our summer vacation <laughs> home at Silver Lake. So, and she's like, how are we going to buy a second home when we don't even have our first home yet? <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, like we both agreed that like this was, this was what we wanted to do. You know, like yep. I'm like, when I retire, this is where I'll be for the entire summer. Yep. You know, like I may go somewhere else when it's cold or whatever, you know, like, uh, Glamis, but yeah, uh, the feeling is very uh, mutual for me. Uh, but it was like that's I love I mean, summer that's, here. Yeah, that's I mean Michigan summers. Like there's nothing yeah. that compares to that. Yep. You know, and Silver Lake in the summer, like that. That's where I need to be. Yep. So I'm like, I don't care. You know, like that we don't have our home home yet. I'm like, if we can find a good enough deal, like we're it's we're game on. Yep. And uh, so I find it took a while, but I finally convinced her that, and we we're looking at houses and trying to check stuff out and. Finally came upon this, uh, the home that we have up here, um, just talking to some people in the area. They're like, oh, so-and-so has a house, and they bought another house, and they were going to sell it, and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So we ended up getting in touch with them, um, offered them just a silly price on it that, you know, I was like, this is never going to happen. And they called us back, and they're like, yeah, we'll take it. So yeah, like, it's like blew your mind yeah, right there. I was like, no way. You know, like I should have offered less. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. But um, so, no, it, it worked out really good that we were able to, to purchase a property up here, um, you know, before we, we actually bought our, our home home that we should have. Um, but <laughs> it worked out, right? It worked out. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, worked exactly. out fine. You know, uh, when my, my wife graduated <laughs> with, her, with her doctorate in pharmacology and... Um, you know, we ended up buying a home in North Muskegon, and now it's uh, 32 minutes door to door. So, so your the home, your primary residence is 30 minutes away, but yep. yeah, you've got your vacation home, spend summers up here, yep, quite a bit of time. I say, I know uh, when I was still commuting to Muskegon for work, I would often see the Dune Stars Duramax rolling on the opposite lane. I'd be headed to work at night, and the countless amount of times i'd see your truck and go oh, dave's going up to the cottage for something and i'm like a tuesday night or a thursday yep. night or and that's the that's the coolest thing <laughs> yep. about it too is like like the i i try not to to brag about this to people because they like people will legit get upset but it's like you know they're like oh i have to drive three and a half hours to get here yeah i'm like dude i come out for sunset all the time yeah you know, like i get up get home from work and i'm like let's go 
Yep. It's 30 minutes away. Let's go rip the dunes for two hours, watch the sunset, and have go dinner. Home. Yeah, and go home. You know, and everybody, we're home before 9 o'clock. You know, so it's... Yep. <coughs> no, and I get the... Uh, I mean, it, and the people that are out there, hopefully you understand, and that's what, you know, putting out podcasts like this, to get your story out there, it's like, yeah, you know, this didn't happen overnight, and it, it took a lot of sacrifice and a lot of dedication on you and your wife to make it happen. Absolutely. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, and for me and my wife, same thing. We live up here, and yeah, it was a... Uh, out of five to almost six year ordeal from me yep going hey we it's very similar i was i lived about 45 minutes away 50 and i was towing up here the summer i got my truck done i was up here every friday saturday sunday towing every day because we had dogs at home we had to go home every night we didn't do the camp thing and it got to the point where i said hey we spent enough money on fuel we could just sell our house and move here and then just drive to work you know drive the distance she was like all right i'm down yeah let's go let's do it so it worked same thing, but it you know it took me about six years. It yeah. didn't just like sweet, let's do it. Now it was like okay, well now we got to like sell this off. We got to sell this house. We got to start getting ready. We got to find a house. When we started looking up here, the big thing up here was cottages. We were looking at houses. When we bought this house, there was two houses on the market that had uh, HVAC systems in them, so heating for the winter. Yeah. Every house we were, oh, this house is great. Oh, there's no uh, heating because it's get winter. Yeah, it gets winterized. No we're like, ah, yeah. oh, crap. We can't buy this one. We want to live here year round. They're like, our realtor was like, what? <laughs> so, but yeah, same same situation. I will say, it takes a special kind of person to want to live here year round. Yeah, like, dude, there is nothing here in the winter. At the I town shuts down. Yeah, there's like, nothing. There's no, there's not. I, the coolest thing about living here year round would be doing donuts around the roundabout. And like, no, yeah. because nobody is going to be coming the opposite way. So that's something I try to, you know, same. like I, I'm big on Instagram. I do a lot of Instagram stuff, but I like, I feel I probably put 10% of the stuff I do on Instagram because I feel same thing. It's like, I don't want to just do this every day. Right. The reality is, is like, yeah, like the off season. Yeah. The last like month, well, not month, the last couple of weeks I was gone. But like the other day I got my truck out and yeah, I was driving around town, going right over the roundabout, the center of it. Cause there's <laughs> no one there. Just like go, hopping curves. And yeah. it's like. Literally, there's no one there. But right. then it's, yeah, come July, 4th of July weekend, it's like I, I don't even like driving my truck down there because the steering's so tight and it's power yeah, steering so sucks people. and there's yeah. people everywhere. I'm like, eh, I'll just walk. So for me, same thing. I'm just so obsessed with this place. And then, so like the trail run we went on last night, a lot of it is just I've grown up in this side of the state my whole life. And yeah, as soon as when I was 14 and saw these dunes, yeah, I was like, that's it. Um, that's all I got to do. My whole life is here. So, yeah, I don't know. I think the winners will wear on me eventually. And like I said, like you said, my ultimate goal is like summers. I don't see myself ever leaving this place and yep. this home. But winters, I could see myself uh, trying to get somewhere else yeah. for some, a couple months in the of the year. Yeah, that, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a we'll get a condo in Arizona. Yeah, something maybe go west and then pretend it's <laughs> like Michigan. <laughs> let's try to find a duplex so we can live next to each other, but not really. <laughs> but it's uh it, it's just if you've been to silver lake then you can understand like i've been to little sarah in oklahoma uh, a bunch of times i've been to glamis a bunch of times and although those dunes are bigger you know there's more of them there's yep. there's more people um not necessarily little sarah but the uh the community that's around silver lake yeah the people that are at silver lake the the attitude you know like the the how people are. I call it, I say it's the vibe. The vibe of the Silver vibe Lake of Silver is, for sure, is unmatched. It resonates, yeah. It's just unmatched anywhere you go. 
You yep. know, it's just, it's crazy, man. And a, a good uh, outlook on that is, dude, like, look at the Facebook pages dedicated to those dunes. Yeah, they're huge. Like, the I remember, like, a couple years ago when uh, we first went to Little Sahara, I think four years ago now, three years ago, um, I was like, why don't they have a big Facebook group with, like, 100,000 people like this? Yeah, dune their dunes are crazy. like ten times bigger than ours. Yeah, but and there was like there was like like little Sarah sand rats and like there's a there's a couple of duner dudes. You yep. know, they have like a couple thousand, but like that's it. So like, and the community like if you go to Little Sarah, the community is desolate. Like there's no yeah, there's no there, there's nothing. Yeah, you if you gotta, don't you go, go on an event weekend, you are it's it's amazing to be like, how do these dunes get here and how come there's no one here? Right. Right. It's, it's no, insane. I mean, you could buy a lot for five thousand dollars now. Yeah, you know it's I mean? wild. It's, just, it's it's crazy to see that how that community is. They did get a Dollar General. I so do. I am up. very <laughs> envious of their road into town. Oh yeah, that is dope. I if we could get a whooped out road from the dune entrance into like uh, the Chicken Shack parking lot, oh, that would be uh, pretty wild. But I, that would never happen. It but. would. It would never happen. <laughs> and like they would. So that's another thing. Like. Like the people that come to Silver Lake, like last year, dude, it was 1.6 million visitors to Silver Lake through the gate. Through the gate. Oh, okay, yeah, that's insane. All right, like that, like, dude, you say that to somebody in, in Little Sahara. That's one like, entrance what? in the dunes. Yeah, for the people listening out west coast, and I tell people anytime I see them, it's like there is one entrance. It's two lanes wide, two vehicles wide, through a wooded trail in the dunes, and then there's one exit out. Yep. So 1.6 million people went through that trail, and it's only what three months out of the year. April 1st, October yeah. 31st, so four or five months. Yep. But it's in, in that section, you know, that you have. I, I constantly talk to people when they're like, oh, yeah, you're with Dune Stars? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we see all your videos on, on YouTube, you know? And I'm like, all right, you know, thanks, you know, it's cool. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, these dunes are enormous, you know? And they're like, oh, well, they got to be like yours. And I'm like, dude, it's 400 acres. Yeah. You know, and they're like, what? Like, their minds are blown, blown because they're like, it looks so big on the videos. Exactly. I'm like, I've been practicing that my entire life, buddy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's all about the perspective yeah. angle, dog. Yeah, the angle, you know? <laughs> so, like, that's, it's just, it's wild that people have this perception mm-hmm. that, I mean, we have the biggest, these big, huge, giant dunes that we can ride all day. And, you know, and people are like, dude, it almost looks like you're on the ocean. I'm like, yep. yeah, that's like Michigan, cuz. Like, that's, like, it's, that's the, the no part salt. about, <laughs> yeah, the part about Silver Lake that, you know, is just unmatched anywhere. You know, you yep. got Pismo, but it's just, it, it's, it's just not like Silver Lake. That nah. vibe that you get in Silver Lake is just, it can't be matched. So that was like hooked me, you know, like that, that got me to where, um, I, I couldn't let go. You know, like, yep. I, like I, I turned into an addict overnight you know like it was that was all it was about and then just started getting involved in the community you know like big time when we had the uh online voucher fiasco yeah how many years has that been not a thing anymore because i don't it's getting to the point where people are starting to forget the vouchers or there's enough people like i talked to people like they're like, oh, yeah, I do it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember the vouchers. Like, oh, what vouchers? I want to like, say it's like it's like five or six years five, It's now. probably somewhere around there. It's getting to the point where, like I said, there's new people coming in the sport. And they're like, what do you mean? You used to have to wait at 6 a.m. and play musical cars. And- <laughs> so for everybody that doesn't know, uh, to get people through the gate, what they used to do, the practice used to be is that you had to have a voucher that had a specific time on it that you could only get Friday night. So in all fairness, I miss the voucher line. 
because we would come up here on yep. Friday night and it was a party, man. Yeah. Like uh, you met all up. your boys at the voucher line and everybody would get, you know, everybody would be in trucks and oh, hanging yeah. out by the side of the road and having a good time. Like I rushed out of work so I could get up here because I knew I had a buddy that had a truck in the voucher mm-hmm. line. And, and like, you we would, had yeah. to get a ticket. Yep. So that's another thing. If for per person, you could get two vouchers. So per person, no, you could get one per person, four per vehicle. That's right. So yeah, the whole thing was. So I was very similar. I took every Friday off, every holiday weekend. So Thursday night, and same with Dueling. Me and Dueling would take Friday off of work, come up here Thursday, pitch our tent, get obliterated, party our asses off, and then load load up his van with a grill, and we go play musical chairs at six a.m. in the morning, and find a spot, and we'd start, we'd be making pancakes and breakfast yep. out the back of his van, and. That is, it's looking back on it. It's one of those things too. While we were doing it, it's like, ah, oh, this sucks. Ah, oh, man, blah, blah. Looking back on it, I was like, man, remember that? That was a lot of fun. Sitting yeah. in the line and partying with people, people bumping music. Yeah, we were dude. sitting on the roofs. Just, it was like a free car show all yeah. day. And like people would drive people by and, like, and hollering yeah. and having, I mean, like it, it was a good time in that voucher yep. line because the voucher line would move at 8 p.m. Yep. You know, to on Friday night to go get your voucher for Saturday and Sunday. So, and that set your whole weekend up. So, for you don't know, if you didn't, if you had a trailered vehicle that you could not just drive in, getting a voucher was everything for a holiday or weekend ready. or doing ready. Or doing ready, you had yeah, to have, a you had to have to both of them. Yeah. So, getting a voucher and getting the time slot because they were two hour time slots. Everybody wanted that like, like eleven to one slot to where it's like, ah, oh, we don't want to wake up. You know, we're going to be up all night partying. We don't want to get up at eight a.m. and be gone. So, we want to like the eleven. And then there was many years we wound up with like the five p.m. to seven, yeah. and then it's just like, what are we doing? We're like, oh, we're swimming in the pool all day. Yeah, we're going, going go-karting. yeah, go-karting. we're going into town. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's like we we didn't we got screwed. We- yeah, we're headed up to Pentwater or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like you're doing something else. So, like that's if you, if you had a trailered vehicle too. Like you had to get up so early. Yep. Or somebody did. Somebody, somebody had to get did. up and go get the truck in the parking lot. You know, and then and then you could come back and make breakfast and do everything. And, and we still have the parking lot vouchers to an extent um, on the busy weekends yep. or when both lots fill up. But and yeah, now we also have two lots. Back then there was still only one lot. Right, right. And so now we have two lots. This is part of that, like getting involved with the community. Okay, you know, and like they they had this, you know, they they had those electronic vouchers that they were trying to push, and they kind of like. Dude, it was like super sneaky to where they like kind of just brushed it under the rug and like nobody knew about it until like the wheels were in motion. Mm-hmm. And the the reason that this was going to be such a big deal is because like with with having online vouchers, like they already had like an antiquated infrastructure to do this, and with the um with the like the campground stuff, you know, like there there was always errors that happened all the time. They're trying to use the same system to do it. Okay. So it would have been, you know, it would have been a big hassle. And then there was like the proper checks and balances weren't in place. So it was like I could go on and get all the electronic vouchers and then what? Now now you're screwed because I just took them all. Yeah. Or I went in and and, and not now And then you didn't show up for now, the weekend. Yeah, I don't show up. So like how does that spot go and Yep. And Somebody yeah. coming from Kentucky or Tennessee or something to ride the dunes, like, you know, if if they got one and then, like, didn't show up or, like, how did they plan on coming up yep. here and then don't know? So it was just a big thing to where it was a problem. So we there was a, there was a big group of people that kind of banded together. A lot of Duners were involved and uh, went to Lansing and said, no, you know, okay. we, don't, we don't want this. We don't want to have these vouchers. We don't want to do this. And then once, <coughs> excuse me. Once 
uh, you know, the DNR and, and some of the officials in Lansing saw that, uh, you know, some of these beefs that we had were, were true and legitimate. And, you know, we weren't just a bunch of rednecks trying to burn the Capitol down. You know, we yeah. actually had, you know, some kind of some kind of beef that needed to be solved and, and offered resolution. And so it worked. We didn't we didn't have electronic vouchers. And then we took it a step further to where I think we got whittled down to like a group of like 18 or 20 people. You know, I got selected for that group mm-hmm. all right, to be a part of this to help improve the Dune user experience. And so we started getting things in motion to, to make it better and, and how to, you know, like stop selling sticker, stickers at the gate. Like that was a big one. Like it used to be like you pull oh, up yeah. on, at the gate to buy your stickers. Yep. Why? You know, that creates a bottleneck that slows people down. Now we got back up on the road and that becomes a safety concern for EMT, for fire, yep. you know, all of that, you know. So I was like, don't do that there. Do it at the Welcome Center. You already have a booth there that gives out the, yep. um, the you know, the permits that you can buy and the uh, vouchers, you know. Why not just do it there? Do it all at once or, you know, have some of these stores. So this is a group of, of Dune users that are bringing, you're going, you know, hey, uh, you're you're going to the officials, the government, the DNR, you know, the, the state that's authorized the people to run Silver Lake, and you're going to them trying to be a voice of the Dune community and saying, right. hey, this this is just an idea we're throwing out here. This would this would help it go better because, yeah, that's the road issue has always been an issue of with that one entrance before it was a double lane. Yeah, you get one guy stopped who exactly just drove all the way up here from Kentucky. He's never been here before. Now he's asking the guy at the gate questions. He's asking him stickers and it's exactly. It's like no, yeah, go do that at the voucher center where there's nobody in the line. You right. know, you could take all day down there. Yep. But yeah, keep the line moving. Yep, yep. So once we whittled down to that group, you know, and, and started to kind of fine tune different things that we could make, uh, you know, the 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 experience more pleasurable to all Dune users. Um, we went and kind of even formed a smaller group, the uh, the SL SLORV or SLORA. Slora is what they what they okay. called it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I was selected for that. So and and that was like four or six people, and it was just a very personable uh, kind of go between with the DNR and the Dune users to try to get some of this things, some of these things going. And in some of those talks with the DNR, um, they talked about like a friends group or a nonprofit being able to have more success, making things change, apply for grants, do improvements, things like that, that we just didn't have at Silver Lake. Yep. So myself and another gentleman formed the uh, the SLRA. Okay. The Silver Lake Rec Association. And when we did this, <clears throat> we brought in, you know, a couple of people. I mean, I'd have no idea how to form a nonprofit. Yeah. But, you know, so we, we brought in some, some outside people that were also Dooners that could come to it. Um, and help get things in motion, help get things formed. I mean, obviously you need more than two people yeah, you know, to, to, to do something like this. To so, wrangle the park of Silver Lake and yeah, right. 1.6 million people using yeah. it. Yeah, so we now have nine board members and uh, countless, you know, members that are, that are part of it. Um, and it's just, and that's the avenue that we took to make the second parking lot. Okay. To increase... The uh, up ramp to where it's, it's two too lanes wide. wide yep. To where if somebody got stuck, you can go around them. Yep. You know because that was always a big issue where people get stuck and then there's countless yep. people out on the road. 
the same thing. The first time it. guy here, he he didn't air down enough. You know, oh, I aired down ten pounds, but I didn't. Right. You know, I'm still at twenty five, and now I'm stuck. And yep, he's sitting yeah, you there. Get the, guy, the guy at the big dually. You know, the yeah. the heavy, <laughs> yep. huge one ton truck. Trying to just get to the beach or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my truck's got eight hundred horse. I can make it no problem. I got sixty five pounds of pressure in my tires. You know, it's yep. like, dude, like buried it in doesn't the matter. Entrance. Like I could get an escort out here if I had eight <laughs> pounds of pressure. You know, like, yep. like just air down and you're fine. So, or the guy that's like, I don't know where the traction control button is. Yeah. Or it's, like, it's like, well, <laughs> you're not going too far, you know? So that was, you know, that was a big part of it. And like, it, it almost like created some tension at my, my home life and with my family, with, with uh, my wife, you know, with my kids, because there was so much energy, time, effort, taking time work, off getting work, into burning it. up vacation time going to these meetings in Lansing, you know, like all of this stuff. So it's that, essentially, yeah, you created another job for yourself oh, that you're huge, not getting huge. paid for. Not getting paid for, you know, that, and, and not many people were uh, excited about, you know. Yeah, like not it's a different. Lot of people, it's like, something new. Like people don't see the backside of that to where like yeah. you're burning up your vacation time to go to Lansing to have these meetings, yep. you know, or you're, you know, taking time off to, to have board meetings and deciding things and all of this stuff that's super stressful. Yep. You know, that, that nobody sees. And like, it was, you know, my wife is like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing it for? Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the point of all this? You know? And it's, it's always been like, I want my kids to have a better life than me. Yep. You know, like that's, that's the reason, you know, I'm a dad, you know, I, I want to raise them up better and, you know, I want them to enjoy this. You yeah. Know, I want you want them kids, to have the same kids, experiences you know? you've gotten to have right. here. Yep. Like, this is such a passion for our family. You know, like it's important that we stand up for what's right. You know, we have a voice, you know, and, and we we do these things to improve the dunes, to improve safety, to, you know, make things better for everybody. Yep. <clears throat> so that was, you know, a big thing where my wife was like, it takes so much time and money. And, you know, now we can't have a family vacation because you burned up all your days off. Yeah. Now you're, yeah, you don't actually have vacation time to take right. vacation. You know, so it's like, yeah. it, it, it got to be something to where, um, you know, it was just kind of going back and forth. And I think she, um, she, I mean, she's an, an amazing, totally 100% out of my league, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's super smart. She's freaking beautiful. I mean, like, like to- she's the super mom. Jackpot. You know? Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> like way, she's got her doctorate. I mean, like, yeah. she's way, way out of my league. And like every every day, I ask her. I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh man! Like like you're gonna wake up one day and be really mad." <laughs> <laughs> but but she's you know she she's super understanding and you know is super supportive. And hey, if this is what you want to do, you know, go go do, do it. it. Like like I I'm all the time. I'm like, hey, I want to get a new truck. You know, she's like, well, just just go. What truck do you want? Go get it. You know, like, like, it's not like, oh, do you need a new truck? You know, should you do this? Yeah, should it's just do, very. Like, you have three other trucks. Why do you need a new one? You know, it's not. She's just like, like, just do what you want. You know, Do you ever go, get the uh, the support even on the bad decision? I say I have a uh, uh, Shelby is. Yeah, Shelby lets me do all my crazy ideas that I've wanted. That's why, you know, we live in Silver Lake because I asked her if she wanted to. And <laughs> it comes down to there's times where I'll have an idea and I'll run it by her and she just listens and. Then a little while I'll come back and, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that. She's like, yeah, I didn't think that was a good one, but, you know, I wasn't going to tell you no. <laughs> she's she's my, uh, I mean, she's literally my best friend. And she is always, um, 
maybe not unbiased, but gives a kind of unbiased opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she can't be totally unbiased because obviously she's on, you know, Team Dave. Yeah. But <laughs> like we'll talk about something and I'll be like, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, she's always like, well, you know, how much she's she's very analytical, you know, so she's yeah. like, how much money is it going to cost? You know, what? Yep. look at let's look at all the factors. What's the pros and the cons? And, you know, all this. It's so, good to have somebody like that. Yeah, to bounce that stuff off. She's super helpful because I'm just like, go, 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 go. Yep. You know, like, like, do this, do this, this, this. And and she's the one that's like, hold on, slow down a second. Like, let's figure out, like, what's the best way to do it? Like, I understand yep. you want to do this, but what's the best, most yes, efficient exactly. way that you can do this? So she's super helpful in that. But with, uh, you know, doing the SLRA, and it's it's uh, it's very rewarding. You know, to see like um, the ins and outs of, of government activity and yep. to see how that can actually work for the people. Because nowadays, there's so much negativity surrounding government. Yeah. You know, and, and there's so many people that are against government or, um, you know, and, and you, you watch the news and see all the bad things that people are doing. And it's just, it's really cool to see that actually work. Yeah, you know, like it's it's just like to be at the forefront of it, to be involved in it. There's still a lot of dumb shit that is like, why? You know, yeah. like, like yeah. does anybody have common sense? Like, does common sense ever take over? <laughs> Which it usually does not. You know, there's not, there's this form you got to do or this process or this thing where it's just like, like we all know what we're trying to do here. Like, just do it. Yep. You know, so there's always that, but to at least see like that, like some of that process work is just it's really cool, really rewarding you know, to be a part of for sure. Well, and that's something me being just, uh, you know, me doing this podcast, me moving up here and now I work full time out of my shop up here. I mean, I'm on the same track that you are, you know, this place, it put something in me. It moved me at, at a young age in my life to where, yeah, I've, I have dedicated my whole life to doing this. And I have a lot of same feelings, you know, this podcast things, having you on and being able to share some stories, you know, I'm a person that's been using the dunes, you know, a lot. I'm up here a lot. And it's, you know, even you, you're a person. It's like, uh, yesterday we went on this trail run. It's the most we've ever spent time together. Right. But I've seen you in the dunes. I mean, I don't know how many hours I've seen you or, you know, been around or I've even been at events that you've helped, you know, you got dune stars put on the pre runner invasion one year. Um, the lawn travel roundup, those things that you guys have done and I've gotten to benefit from that. Those are things, you know, and then, then hearing you even just today talk about, you know, I remember watching the SLRA coming up and exactly, yeah, you know, there's always a big online presence of people voicing their opinion, good or bad. And I'm a, I'm just a person that always watches that. I don't ever get involved. I just, sure. I wait it out and I watch. And then, yes, to see you guys come all the way full circle. And it's like, yeah, I know the construction of that happened, but to hear the pieces, like, I didn't know the backstory even. And I'm someone that's here all the time, but right. unless you're looking for, hey, who's behind this? Who's doing it? I think that goes very unnoticed, maybe by the users that maybe only come here four or five times a year, you know, maybe the guys that aren't coming here every weekend. Those are the people that's like, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's like, well, how do you think this parking lot came to be? You know, how do you think the entrance, you know, if just think about those things. And so for me, doing this podcast is kind of that, trying to just get more info out to people. Hey, and it's, like you and you, I don't have children, but it's my own selfish endeavors. I don't want this place to close down, you know, uh, watching what happened in Pismo a couple of years, you know, they've been yeah, losing dude, that's ground, no joke, man. that type of stuff. You know, I, I'm only 31. I hope I got a lot of years left in me. So I look at the future and I go, man, if I got 31 more years left of duning out here, how, 
what does that look like in 31 years if yeah nothing's happening no group is trying to make it better you know and it's it's nice to see i've i've seen a direct change i feel personally as someone that uses the dunes since yeah the last 15 years it's it definitely has gotten better as far as enjoyment and you know bathrooms on the dunes the yes the path getting open now the person gets stuck and it's no longer a big deal it's oh that guy's airing down in the path you just drive around them sweet and it's like if you don't if you weren't from those days you know 10 years ago and you don't remember or even longer there's plenty of people that have been here forever and yes a lot of people have opinions it's well it's you can't do this anymore you can't do that it's like you're always going to lose with government and stipulations and that's it's always going to happen there's always rules and so then it comes down to well, how do we make these you know how do we make these rules fair? Yep. And yes, having someone like Al Salare, it's you know me like I said, just me being a, a bystander and someone that's gotten to benefit from you guys and the group of you guys and girls doing all that. I'm someone that yeah appreciates that a lot and enjoys it and um you know inspires me to exactly do this podcast is like same thing. This is just a passion project. It's something I don't make money on. I lose money every episode. Not It's like $7 for me to put an episode out. <laughs> it's it's not the end of the world. Right. But at the same time, I do it because exactly I want to get, yeah, you know, Dave Martell, Dune Stars. I feel very similar to me. It's like, oh, I've known your name. I've seen you forever. But yeah, I don't know all that those details. And now, right. you know, you're, you're listening to this right now. It's like you get to l- know a little bit more about them. There's a lot of times where buddies and friends and colleagues and people that are involved are like you're too modest you know like you're like why aren't you telling people that you're a part of this or doing yeah. this or doing that and uh, it, it always goes back to like i mean i i don't i'm, I'm not driven by that yeah. like i'm not driven by the the social fame you know or yep. the, the acceptance you know to where people are you know congratulating me or pat me on the back like I, I do those things because it's important to me and I'm passionate about it. Yep. It's, not, it's not personal. Not for the recognition. You know, yeah. not, that's never been a, a motive to, to do that is, is for that. So, you know, I'm always like, I, I don't care, you know, what, what people think about that. Like, I just want the SLRA to have a good name. You know, yep. I just want the SLRA to say the SLRA did this, not, not a, a person Dave did this or Kurt did this or Bill did this, you know, let's. The SLRA accomplished this, yep. which is an embodiment of all of us, you know, all, all the members, all the board members, all the, the people that have volunteered and dedicated time. That's everybody that's done this. It's not just one or yep. two guys, yep. you know, that have accomplished all this. It's everybody. So, like, I've never been the type that's like, I just want recognition for this because it's not, I mean, that's it's not true. You know, like, yeah. none of this would have happened or been successful if we didn't have all these people involved in it. Yep. So being involved in that with uh, SLRA and like the infant stages of that, um, you know, obviously I was at the dunes every weekend. I, uh, I bought my first long travel car. I bought a Dambado car and I started to notice something out on the dunes that I thought kind of sucked. And it, it like, it like almost broke my, um, you know, like my excitement about the dunes. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, like, like we've all seen in high school, like these little clicks, yep. you know, like long travel guys hated dirt bike riders and dirt yeah. bike riders, you know, hated quad riders and quad riders hated guys that yep. drive Jeeps. And so it was like always like this, this fight, 
you know, like this guy didn't like this guy and this, yep. you know, like there was just like this tension between dune users and then everybody hates the pedestrian lot. You yeah. know, like there was, I mean, there was just like, I'm like, hold on. We're all here for the same exact thing. Yeah. We're all here trying to like get away from work. Every single one of us is passionate about riding in the sand. You know, that's why we're here. Yep. So it's like, it doesn't mean that because you spent $200,000 on your car that you're a better person and get to drive on the sand yeah. better than I can yep. with my $500 Jeep. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, that, do, that doesn't matter. So I remember <clears throat> the exact time. I mean, like, like a picture perfect. I was lying on the floor. Um, my wife's family has a, a log cabin on the Pier Marquette River okay. in Ruby Creek. It's New Year's Eve. I'm lying on the floor in front of the fireplace. I got, um, I think at this time we had two of the three boys. And uh, we're just sitting there, you know, around all the family. And I'm I just, this is just stirring in me. You know, like I've got so much involved and so much dedicated to Silver Lake. We bought that home. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, this sucks, man, that all these people are like this. You know, I'm like, why can't we have one big group of people? that support everybody that you know is down with everybody and yep. you know, like everybody gets along and we realize that we're all here for the same thing and i'm like i should start a group you know so like i, I talked to my wife a little bit about it and i'm like what do you think about like starting a group and she's like well what would you call it and uh i was like i don't have to be something with the dunes i'm like what about dune stars and she kind of chuckled and she's like yeah, that's kind of neat. I'm like, you know, like Pawn Stars or, you know, like kind of going on that. I'm like, it'd be kind of cool because we all could be, you know, the star of the dunes, yep. you know, no matter what we're driving or riding. So that was kind of like how I, I developed that idea. The spark of the, everything. Yeah, the spark, the spark of, it. Of, hap- of it happening. And then um, I went to Ricky with the same idea. You know, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm like, I'm sure that you've seen this. You know, me and Rick have been friends for a long, long time. Um, I'm like, what do you think about, you know, starting something like this to kind of have a group of people that's just dedicated to, you know, furthering the passion that we all have to off-road and to be on the sand? Dude, a sweet idea. Yeah, let's do it. So that was how it was born. You know, it was like, and then I was like, so many times when people will come out, you know, and they'll just, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to support everybody. So we took a dirt bike, we took a side-by-side, we took a couple long travel cars, we took pre-runners, we, you know, and, and we got all these cars wrapped. Yep, and the know, Dune to, Stars wrapped. Yeah, and... to, have, to have our name out there and to show that um, everybody, everybody yeah, was involved. there's all you know, these the, different vehicles. So, so from every section, you know, yep. no matter what you did or what you drove or how you experienced the Dunes. You were covered. Yeah, this group is. Yeah, if you're if you're new, you could come find one of these Dune Stars vehicles and hit them. Yeah, yeah. if you got a quad, find the quad with the Dune Star. You know, right, or anyone. Right. If you got a quad, you could relate to that guy. You could relate to the guy on a bike. You could. Yep. You know, if you're a long travel guy, you could relate to that guy. You know, if you're a pre runner guy, you could relate to that guy. You know, so it was that was kind of our our plan to come out with. You know, where everybody can be involved in it, and dude, it's just exploded. Yeah, like more than I ever imagined, more than I ever thought. You know, like we have four people that are dedicated to our social media every day. Running it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's insane. You know, the (laughs) amount of stuff. And it's like, 
Now it's created another job. You know, so like yeah. now I have my big boy job that pays bills. I have my volunteer job that I don't get anything for that's super <laughs> stressful. And now I have an expense job that I'm spending a bunch of money on, you know. To ha- so it's it's tough to kind of balance everything through that. But um, over the last four years, it's just grown leaps and bounds. And yep. more people have gotten involved in it. More people have been excited about it. I remember like the first time, dude, I was sitting at Chicken Shack, you know, with my family. And I see this guy, this couple, this guy and this girl walk by at Dune Stars on head to toe. And I had no idea who they were. So, yeah, it's your first kind of like seeing someone in town. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that guy spent his money. You know, it wasn't like, you know, like all your buddies are like, dude, let me get a sweatshirt. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, yeah. Fine. Whatever. Like, I paid yep. for it, but go ahead. You know, like, yep. whatever. Have a sweatshirt. Have a shirt. You know, <laughs> oh, your, your girlfriend needs one. Yeah, you might as well take two, you know. Yep. So, like. It was the first time that I saw, like, this guy went out, you know, and bought this, this yeah, gear. Yeah, because he's into it. Yeah, because he he's found it, it. however like, else, on his own. That's such, like, encouragement to yeah. do better. You know, like, all the time, like, I constantly preach to our team, you know, it's like, just do better. Yeah. You know, like, don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about obstacles. Don't worry about hurdles. Don't worry about where we're going to get the money for this or what are we going to do this or how are we going to do this. Just do it better. Yep. You know, like that should be uh, everything that we figure out, you know, is like, how can we do it better? How can we grow more? And how can we, you know, get other people involved, you know, to progress this brand further and further and further. And that's been, you know, the vision, you know, for the last couple of years is to just keep doing what we do. Yeah. Just in showcasing it to more people. Right. Get more people involved in it. Get more people to see you know, the, the passion that we all have. Yeah. And, and no matter what walk of life you come from, you know, you can, you can still share it. There's a couple, a couple dudes over in Dubai that okay. are on, that are on our Instagram and they have like these crazy sand cars. The only way that we communicate through messenger is emojis. Uh, Dude, it's, yeah, there's no translator. Yeah. There's no, like, it's just on and on and on. Like, like they'll likes, like send us a message with like a sand car doing a wheelie or something with like a smiley face and a thumbs up. And then like, we like part it instead of thumbs up back, you know? Like, so it's like the only way, and it's like years of this, you know, we've yeah. communicated with these guys. And so it's just cool to see, like, no matter your walk of life, yep. you can all be a part of this, the same thing. So that's kind of the driving force behind it is to, you know, to, to just keep going. And then, with this year, you know, we've broken into a lot of other things to try to generate more revenue, to keep things progressing. To put, yeah, put back into the brand. And like you said, it's an, it's a brand. It's an expense. It's something you invest into. So right. then, yeah, it needs to, to keep it going. It needs to make its money to operate and right. keep going. Or you have to keep being the investor. Yeah, you keep keep funding it, you know. Yep. That's something my wife always likes to ask me. She's like, when's that ROI coming? <laughs> On Dune Stars, and I'm like, just wait, honey. I'm like, one day, one day it's gonna pay off, right? Um, but I mean, we've done, you know, like the the team at Langer Racing, you know, like we've done some some stuff with them, and uh, like pre runner invasion, you know, like they were part of last year, and yep, dude, those guys are nuts, you know, like they're like yeah, no, Langer is, uh, you know, I salute to Langer, Langer back in, you know, he first got my truck running. I met Langer at Dirt Fest. It was the first time I met him and needed, yeah, I was walking around and he, hey, I need someone to tune my truck. And they go, oh, you need to meet Langer. You don't know who Langer is? No, I don't know. And then, yep, got met up with Langer and, yeah, spent several weeks thrashing until 2, 3 in the morning on my truck, fixing all the mistakes I made. And 
yeah, that was for me meeting Langer. If, if, if you're in the pre-runner scene, especially in Michigan, and that's you know what I've grown up in here, especially. You know, yeah, Langer was a person that, you know, I, I remember his YouTube videos of the White Ranger with the paddles <laughs> back in the day. Like, yeah, dude. that was a big launch for me. It was like, you know, and it, yeah, then it took me like six, seven more years to actually finally run into him and meet him. But, you know, that, that type of support uh, with the community, with Langer and doing other stuff like that. Yeah, I, I like all the stuff that Langer's doing, especially, you know, big on the Chevys he's putting out. He puts out a lot of the newer style Chevys and. You know, he's he, a he's a, a a pretty close personal friend, and uh, you know, like like does really does a lot behind the scenes, yeah. To to and really has a lot of sacrifice to yep. make trucks happen. That's I mean I've experienced firsthand. There's there's no way that I paid the actually and to this day I don't even think I ever still have paid him for my engine tuning because the dude was and it's like I mean he probably has twenty hours into like wrenching on my truck multiple days and it was like trying to pay him i tried several times and it just it was like yeah we'll meet up later and this and that and you know kind of that i think it was more of a thing looking at it like you know i had everything i had into that truck i really didn't have much money to pay him and i think it was more of a thing i was like ah, oh, this kid just needs to get his truck in the dunes right so and you know and like that's something that yes it travels and it ascends into things i do i i you know i've gotten some respect nah not respect's not the right word but just uh yeah shared some knowledge you know he gave some free knowledge away to me and in the moment, maybe I didn't realize it, but exactly, it's like looking back on it, it's like, oh, wow, this guy really helped, you know, progress, launch my truck into, you know, getting me going that summer. If I didn't meet him, I don't think my truck would have ran that summer. I would have been. It's like, it's like if, if you were to have a, a business advisor that could tell you you're an idiot constantly, like that's linger racing for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a lot of times I'll be like, Hey dude, like I had this idea and like, you know, because of his involvement in the industry, um, you know, and what he's around and what he sees every day, you know, I, I value things, you know, that his input on some stuff. And, you know, like once our team, you know, talks about something, you know, I, I kind of like, we'll just bounce it off of him and uh, I'll be like, what do you think? And he's like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, stop. <laughs> Don't do that. You know? So it's, there's a, a good relationship there. You know, and a lot of other, you know, people in the community, like Silverback off road, man, like they, uh, they're uh, amazing. You know, like yeah. such an amazing group of dudes, um, you know, really, really are, are focused on the community and like, and, and helping people out, you know, like there's, I don't know how many times like they've, they've just been over backwards for anything like any of us needed on a weekend, getting oh, you know, dude, back out the time, on the sand. Like, I had this turbo S that would just blow belts constantly. Like I would average about a hundred miles on a belt Jeez. and, uh, which is expensive at $200 a pop, but, um, like, I, I called him up. I'm like, dude, I'm like, do you have this belt in stock? Where are you at? I'm like, I'm on Exit Hill. All right, we'll be there. I'm like, what? Like, I'm yeah, just bring it right into you. Belt. Nope, we'll be out there. They come out. All right, Calvin comes out from uh, Silverback, comes out, takes the old belt off, or the chunks of it that were wedged <laughs> in the clutch, <laughs> puts the new belt on, all right, and is like, all right, man, have fun. Break it in. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. You know, like, like, what the heck, you know, but that's like the type of people that they are and like the relationship, you know, that you develop with people in the community um, that can make all these things happen, you know, so it's, it's just really cool to see like this brand progress, yeah. you know, and get to those levels to where, um, you know, you're, you're respected, you know, by yeah. other people that are, that are trying to do it or, um, 
you know, that, that just want to be a part of it. You know, it's just, it's, it's super humbling to yeah. see that. Well, and, uh, so yeah, getting back to be being, you know, someone that has viewed and seen, you know, I've seen the growth of Dune Stars and start and same thing. Like I said, I've always been, you know, I'm a pretty introverted person. You know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm introverted and I'm an extrovert and I, and I'm like a light switch. Most of the time I like to just be home with my wife and chilling and like, and that's why we like living in Silver Lake in the winter. Cause it, like we, we kind of like being hobbits and tucking away for winter and just like chilling out. And yeah, for sure. You know, cause then it's like summertime goes, it's like, okay, well now I want to, I want to go hard. I want to be out with people. I want to go do things. And you know, for me, then it's like, okay, now I need like five months to coop back in. <laughs> so that translate, you know, for the internet things is, yeah, it's like, yes, the community around here is huge on the internet, but I don't think that's necessarily always the best place to get things done. No. And so, but you can view it and watch it and, yeah, I remember seeing the conflict on the internet around Dune Stars, and that was, and you mentioned earlier, like the click thing. Uh, that resonates with me because I, yeah, I was one of those dudes at 15, 16 riding my dirt bike. I was that guy that was pissed at sand cars because they were wheeling over the top of the hills, and, you know, and it, it comes down to, you know, generalizations. I had one instance with a pretty well, notorious famous uh, guy i'm not going to name him out there but a sand car everybody knows and yeah i had crashed on the backside of a hill and the dude came over wheeling and i was picking my bike up and if i didn't leave my bike he was going to smoke me with the bottom of his car and so i ran and the dude ran over my car wheelied everything wheelied on the hill he never even knew he, he ran over my bike that for me like now looking at it that for me put a bad taste in my mouth. Like, oh, sand cars, fuck sand cars. This yep. guy, fucking asshole. Me now as a much more mature adult looking at that situation, it was just a bad case because I was in a directional zone and I crashed on the backside of a hill. It's, you know, the rules are saying it's like, hey, when, yeah, everyone's supposed to be going one way. But it's something like that. It's like, you know, you got to think about those types of things. If you're a person that can do that stuff, it still gets sketchy. You know, because that, that's an instance that, you know, it's still, it, it, uh, transitions to how I, I drive my truck. You Part know, of if, it too is like, so you got to think just because that one gentleman, all right, did that, it, that doesn't label every exactly. single sand car. And that's that the is problem like that. is you know, I, like, for several years, I did let that label. Right. Like I had, I had a sand car, you know, mm -hmm. and like if I saw somebody, I'd be the first one to come over and like make sure everything's good, yep. you know, but, but, you would put me in that class because exactly. this guy doesn't care. He's just a yep. douche. He has a sand car. Exactly. You know, so it, I go, like, every sand car guy is a wheelie guy that's going to run me over. Right. And where I was going with that, though, is uh, over the years of, yeah, me being in the dunes and seeing, yep, dune stars, SLRA coming around, you know, I feel uh, some of that stuff has, you know, that's some of the influence that got my mind to change in perception. And, you know, I felt. You know, after a couple of years being in the dunes and yeah, dirt bikes, getting into trucks. And it wasn't until I had a couple different vehicles and you start learning, oh, there's different ways to dune. People do things differently and you don't think about the other guy. Uh, you know, if you're in a Jeep XJ and you've never ridden a quad in your life, you don't maybe understand what's fun for the quad guy to do and how, where you guys can have problems. And for me, I realized that was kind of where I had that moment where I was like, oh, you know what? That kind of was just one of those incidences that was a crazy circumstance. And I, yes, I can't put that on sand car guys. And, you know, and even for that guy, 
now that I have a vehicle that, you know, puts my adrenaline meter like full blast when I go out there, it's, you know, if you, I, I don't know a sand car that can do wheelies, but if I had one, I would be wheeling every hill, I'm sure. Yeah. So I can put myself in those shoes and yeah, that dude was having fun, blowing it off. And I just so happened to crash in a very bad spot. But at the same time, I knew I was in a bad spot. So the whole time I was picking my dirt bike, I was watching the hill and I saw a car come over and I ran out of the way. So it's like, you know, you got to have your head about yourself. And then it's one of those situations. Anyways, long story to bring all that back. The Dune Star stuff and seeing it the, through Facebook, meeting with you guys. And, you know, last year is really the first year I even started kind of, I ran into Ricky. Um, it's just, it's fascinating that the Dunes are so small. Um, my own kind of segregation and just working on myself, you know, I tend to stay away from you. I would say for a lot of years, doing stars to me was like, well, there's a lot of like stuff on Facebook and I really don't know. I just didn't put myself out there enough with you guys to introduce myself and, you know, Hey, what are these guys about? And the way that I, I'm such an introvert, I just, well, I'm going to stay over here and do my own thing. Sure. Yeah. And I realized, well, I'm making my own click now. I'm adding a click. Because like you had brought up, that was something I noticed. It was like, man, these guys, when I go talk with these guys, they talk a lot of shit about these guys. When these guys, they talk a lot of shit about those guys. And I was noticing that. And I then I kind of realized, like, man, I'm kind of doing that too. I'm starting to make my own little click. And that was, um, you know, the Instagram stuff for me and getting a lot of attention. And that was, for being an introvert, that was a very weird transition for me. Having people come up to me in the dunes and like, I struggled a long time with that of, Hey man, this truck's awesome. I just wanted to talk. You know, it's like, ah, yeah, I'm see ya. I don't want to talk. Yeah. You know, not cause I don't like you, but it was hard for me to do. And through the years of doing that, that's yeah, I feel the importance now. So like this podcast, this podcast is, is to help me branch out, you know, meet people like you, uh, have conversations like this to where, yeah, this is the longest conversation we've ever had. And I've gotten to learn, you know, from you versus reading on the internet so much more things. And that's what I try to put value in now is so like I would say the Dune Stars, the SR, everything you've done, it's helped change my perception over the last several years to now when I go to the Dunes, I really focus on, hey, go approach that guy. Go say hi. Go, you know, because I realized for me, I was that guy going to the Dunes. I was like, oh, man, I see that guy. I should go say hi. Ah, No, I don't know him. I'm not going to. I don't want to bug him. I don't want to bug him. That was my attitude. And, it, you know, I know a lot of people can relate to that. Same thing. You see vehicles that you've thought for years and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go bug that guy. It's like, go, you know, for me personally, go come bug me. Cause like yeah, I'm, go talk to him. Yeah. Go, go, and you never know. You might, if you I'm broken, so much, yes. th- so many things in common and everything. Yep. And that's a big part of it too is like, um, you know, a, a lot of people will be like, like I've, I've heard before, uh, you know, Dune Stars is uh, a group of, uh, uh, rich elite guys. Like I, I, my, my vehicle isn't good enough for me to go mm. talk to them. Yeah. My vehicle isn't good enough to be yep. in their YouTube video. You know, like, and I, like, enough, nothing's further from the truth. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, every single one of us work hard. Yeah. You know, we, we have nine to five jobs. You know, like, this is not just, and, and if you were to see our books for the amount of money that gets invested in this, <laughs> like, you would, you, you would like change your tune real quick. No, I mean, you know, I'm so many times this. people are like, oh, they just got a bunch of money and they're stupid rich. Yeah. And that's why they do this. And it's like, dude, like we all work super, super yeah. hard to make this happen and to be where we're at and, you know, working on trucks. And that's yesterday we went on that trail ride. And for the first, 
you know, three hours of the day, we were trying to get Rick's truck back together. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like pumping a gallon of fluid out of your truck. Flew into our (laughs) private airport. Oh, no. You know, and then our trucks were delivered to us to go beat the crap out of them. Yeah. No, we all were working on them. Pumping the fluid out of the truck. Like mine was a puking transmission fluid out all over. And I'm like, well, let's empty some fluid out of it. Maybe it's too full. And my ring and pinion should have not gone on that drive yesterday. Not at all. Not (laughs) at all. You could have heard it a county over. Yeah, you could hear that thing. But it's so like people don't see that. People see the YouTube videos and they see, you know, like the, the stuff on the internet and think that that's real life and it's like dude like we've worked our ass off it is very hard to get put off you know and through social media i've learned that uh i've learned that the things i put out when i have a mindset you know when i make a caption you know a lot of times i'm trying to like make my wife laugh or i'm making myself laugh of like this caption oh this is so funny to me and i put something out there and over the years i've had people approach me in the dunes and you know ask questions oh i saw you were posting about this and you must and I realize that it's like, oh, people can interpret anything you put out in a million ways. So many different ways. And the amount of questions that I've gotten asked by people is like, what? And that's what you got from that video I posted? Or that is like, you know, and I've learned it's, you can have the best intentions in the world and be the purest of heart behind posting a picture or doing anything. And there's going to be people that take it the wrong way and run with it. And it's, it is very hard to get that, the amount of effort that goes into all this stuff out on social media it's i do feel there's this big divide of like and you know i tell i like to call tell my wife of like well there's instagram silver lake sand dunes community and there's silver lake sand dunes community yep because it's you know and i'm not the same thing i don't like i don't all like saying this because i don't want it to sound arrogant that oh i live here and i get to come more than you but like you said it's like i put six years of you know not you know, my wife too, no vacations, every dollar we had, you know, it's like, all right, we're not spending any more money anymore. We're, we're selling this house. We're putting everything we have into this, but now we're here to the point. It's like, Hey, you want to go to the dunes and watch sunset at seven o'clock? And while the pot roast is in the oven. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's do it. And then we, you know, and it's now that I am here, I, I still, I still do feel for the guy that only gets to come here two, three days a year or maybe you you're that guy that only gets one weekend a year to come here you live far enough away it's such a big hassle it's a big investment those are the people that then still exactly it's like i want to be a person in the dunes that yeah it's like if if my truck got you to come here and you made it here and you see me come hit me up like don't you know i get messages a lot of the day after hey i was yeah i was up here all weekend it was sweet to see your truck you know i only come here one day a year and your truck's my favorite one and then it's like, and they post a picture, and I was like 50 feet away, and they never came and talked to me. I'm like, dude, dude the, you should have come coolest, over. I got stickers. The coolest experience ever, all right, is like when, and the, the, like the biggest motivation you'll ever get is when you have uh, somebody like, let's say, between the age of 6 and 12, mm-hmm. all right, a young duner, all right, come up to you. And they're almost starstruck to yeah. talk to you. You know, like like you have their favorite truck that they've ever seen. You have their, you know, they, they've seen all your YouTube videos, you know, and like and follow you and like 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 mm-hmm. almost idolize what you're doing. And like that experience is like one of the major motivators. Yeah. Like it's it's happened to me on a, a few times to where somebody's come up and literally been like almost shaking. Yep. you know, to talk to you. And it's like, 
I, I wish that people would do that more. You know, like yep. I wish people, if people see me out there, like, like come say hi. You know, yep. like come like if you see a Dune Stars truck, you know, like go say hi, go check them out, go. They'll probably take you for a ride. Yep. You know, like these these are all good people that work hard and mm-hmm. and care about what's going on on the dunes. So it's you know that that's like part of this podcast is like like dude, like if you see one of us out there, you see me out there, like yeah, come, come say approach. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I just because I'm a big chubby dude with a beard, like I'm super approachable. Like I promise I'm not going to bite your head off. You know, like come say hi, come say what's up. You know, like let's go mob the dunes. Let's go run laps. Like, like I'm, I'm down for all that a hundred percent all the time. You know, that's why we're out there, you know? So a lot of times people are like, you know, and you get that, you know, you know, like a lot of people with their personalities, you know, are are just, they're not the type that is going to go and, and, you know, do that. But for the most part, dude, if like if you want to say what's well, up, and that's like, what I hope. Come on by, you know. And uh, it brings me back to being a young duner. Of yeah, the first couple of years of my duning was riding in trucks and view. You know, I didn't have a license. Was just experiencing dunes. And yeah, for the longest time, uh, well, forever, I was the kid that yeah, it was like I had my favorite trucks, and I never would go talk to them because I was just too scared. I was just like, dude, that guy's like a god, like. Nah, I'm not gonna. I don't even know what to say. Like, right. and trying to relate back to that now. And yeah, so I've had the same experience of having. Yeah, you know, dude, I'm gonna be. Yeah, 14 year old kid hit me up, dude. I'm, how do I build a pre runner? Like, first truck I want is a pre runner. Blah blah blah. And yeah, the kid he's from Ohio comes up once a year, and I make sure I give him a ride. You know, every time it's like, dude, make sure you hit me up because that's one of those things. This 14 year old kid walked from a campground two miles through town because they come up and they don't go in the dunes. They just come up here and camp. Yeah, and he likes my truck and he ended up he was standing he walked two miles from camp through town was standing on exit hill and i just happened to be ripping around that day and was leaving and i see this kid jumping doing jumping jacks like out of the corner of my eye and i'm like and then all of a sudden it kind of flat i was like does that kid know me and i'm like thinking and i'm like i think that's that kid that's been messing me from ohio so i rip over there and sure enough it is you know i've been talking to him for like a year what is that man Dude, I just walked two miles from my camp just, just to hope to see you. That's what he said. And I had my wife with me, and I was like, we were getting ready to go home to go to dinner. And I was like, hey, get out. I got to give this kid a ride. And the kid, <laughs> the kid's face, just like he lost it. Then he was like, are you sure? You know, was, oh, you don't got to kick your wife out. You know, the, the nicest kid in the world. I was like, dude, yeah. you just walked two miles yeah, from your truck. campground to see my truck? No, we're going to go take some laps. You know, and yeah, that, that's why I love this stuff. And yeah, having those experiences, that's half of it. I'm not one of my favorite things to do. This summer, I didn't get to do it because I blew my truck up twice. So I didn't spend many Fridays out there. But my favorite thing to do since I've moved up here is go out on a Friday morning when some people are starting to roll and it's still pretty dead and just find those people that are like pumped about being there and having conversations. And, you know, if you want to arrive with me, that's generally the best chance because usually my wife's at work. She's gone. So I'm. I usually fill the truck up with gas, go out Friday morning and just look for people to talk to. And, you know, I look for the people with the phones out, taking the pictures as I go by. And then I circle back. Hey, you guys got phones out? You want rides? You know, I've done that several times. There's two dudes or three dudes up on a hill and yeah, pedestrian side, especially. Yeah. And that's all that is, is me paying it back to when I was 14, I stood on that pedestrian side and yep. just watch people go by all the day. And so going back to it, it's like, Oh, I know those dudes want to ride in something. If you drove up here and parked in that parking lot and you're standing up there, it's not as fun as strapping in something. Dude, I have like this old crappy YouTube video on a, on a helmet cam. Me and my wife 
uh, when we first started dating, we're standing in the back of a buddy's truck on Test Hill, and a sand car comes flying by. And my wife looks at me and she goes, "You need to get one of those." <laughs> yeah. And I and I look back at her and I'm like, "It's never gonna happen. Never gonna happen." You know, and like I I watch that you know sometimes because sometimes you forget where you came from. Yep. You know, like we get so we get so caught up and I want this, I want this, I want this. Yep. It's like, dude, like step back a second and look at what your hard work has done and what you've accomplished in life. Yep. You know, to to be more grateful for it. Yeah. So ever ever so often, you know, whenever I'm like, oh dang it, I you know I want that new ninety thousand dollar truck. Why I need it in my driveway, you know, and like like so ever so often, I'm like, dude, there was a time, all right, when you were on some busted KFX quad, yeah, all right, with your wife in the back of a busted Chevy truck, you know, like wishing that one day you could you could this own level. something like yeah. that. Yep. You know, and now we have no shortness of toys ever. You know, like, oh, oh yep. our plan A is broken. All right, well, let's we have a plan. backup. Oh, plan B is broken. All right, let's go to plan C. Oh, that one's broken. Let's hop in a Jeep. You know, so it's like. And that's years of you dedicating yeah, dude. your whole family to exactly. doing this. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, uh, but I will say for the record, all right, the most fun I've ever had on the dunes is in a $500 Jeep. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll test that. In, I've been in quarter-million-dollar sand cars, all right, and, and you know, tube chassis trucks and, you know, countless side-by-sides. I mean, the baddest of the bad, all right, I've been in. The most fun ever is yep. a $500 Jeep. So people are like, man, I can't afford to go on the dunes. Bull crap, man. Yeah, because forget that. Go get a $500 Jeep, all right, and if you ruin it, okay, parts are really cheap, all right, or worst case scenario, all right, you've totaled the thing out, bent it in half, whatever, you're out 500 bucks. Yeah. Which is... Scrap's high right now. You get yeah, half that not, back. Yeah, you get half of that back, <laughs> you know? So, and I mean, if you think about it, in like the sand car world, okay, like if you hear a click from yeah. where you're in... $500 right, isn't $500 prepping anything. Isn't you, there, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I remember when we had that sand car, a Dan Bedeau car, and... We were snapping axles and CVs left and right. It was almost like every weekend, dude. Okay. So it was like a new CV, 500 bucks. New axle, yeah. 500 bucks. You know, and, and my wife looks at me and she goes, how, like, how, how much more are we going to do? Yeah, what are you doing? This? You know, like every weekend, you know, we're putting thousands of dollars into this car. And I'm like, I got it. I need to find something that can keep up. You know, and she'd always be like, well, why don't you go a little easier? And I'm like, <laughs> Why don't I just get a Jeep Wrangler and just put around the dunes and just, you know, make it up to the beach? And yeah, yep. I'm like, no, I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Uh-huh. Like, I want to be at the limit all the time. Yep. You know, like that's that's where I like to live. You know, is I want to go as fast as the vehicle I'm in will go without self-destruction. Yep. You know, like that, that I want to be at that limit constantly all the time. Yep. So that's why, like, last night when you're talking about, like, you wanted to race. I'm like, I'd like a, a ding. Like, I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to race too. Yeah. You know, like, that's like, that's always been like, I keep telling my wife, like, we'll just be sitting there lying in bed and I'll look over and I'll be like, I want to race. And she's like, that's seriously what you're thinking about right now? Oh yeah. That's you all know? I think like, about is racing. Yeah. Like I want to race. Like I don't care what I race. Yeah. You know, like I, I just want to race. Like that's what. Hey, FYI, for anybody that's in the dunes, like when we're running laps and you roll up, it's like I am racing a hundred percent of you all the time. Exactly. If you see me in the dunes, I'm racing you. Yeah. And if you're winning, I'm 
maybe you're, you're faster, but maybe my truck's running on seven <laughs> cylinders because that happens a lot. The only time a lot of people pull, I drive like the ring opinion you you experienced yesterday. I drive that truck until it fails. I have no problem hooking a tow bar up to that thing and pulling it home. Like no shame in my game. If people get pictures, uh, you know, ah, Ford's towing that Chevy. I don't give a shit, dude. I was just doing a hundred through there. Do you see it? Then my plug wire like ripped in half and fell yeah, off. It's broken. Yeah, yep, that's because. But now I'm gonna go home yep. and buy more plug wires, and I'm gonna do that again next week. Yeah, that's yeah. like it was constantly like with that sand car, where it was pushing it to the limit all the time. I'm like, I just need to get something that can keep up with me. Yeah, like, I want, I want the truck to tell me, you know, like like the truck to give feedback. And yep. I, want, I want things like that. But I'm the one that says stop. Not, not the, the truck. Yeah, not the you know mechanicals. the truck or the mechanicals. You know, it's not going to say, "Hey, I'm broken. You have to stop now." Yep. I want it to be like, you know what? My right foot hurts so bad from pushing this pedal through the floor. I need to stop for a second. Yep. You know, or I'm out of fuel. Like I, I, <laughs> I need to stop. I can't go anymore until I do something. You know. So that's that's what I that's what I want. And then I bought that Colorado truck, and that's really close to keeping up. Like that's the only thing that I've been in to where you can really push it to the limit. Hammer on it. You know, and you can really just go that's crazy the green one. with it. Yep. Yep. I remember seeing you send that thing over the triple at Valley. Yeah, dude. And it, do- it doesn't <laughs> yeah. like like that's one thing that's like, oh, I broke the transmission cooler mount. Okay. Yeah. Big deal. We can get that fixed. It's not like, oh, I grenaded my Mandola transmission. Yeah. Uh-uh. You know, it's 10 grand if you can find one, you know? Yep. So that's the, I mean, LS based engine, turbo 400, Ford 9 inch. Like that's for me. Yep. You know, because that's, it's cheap to fix it. And there, there's a plethora of parts out, of, out there that you can really get some trick stuff to have the truck be reliable and have it yep. be capable. And, uh, that's, I, I love that thing. I, it's actually at Langer Racing. It's been living there for a little bit. Um, I mean, we just we put a YouTube video out about it a little bit ago, but we're putting a big single on it and a uh, bunch of other upgrades to it. Like we had two hard seasons on that truck, yeah, thrashing it, and then went to take it apart, and that just found all kinds of shit wrong. Mm-hmm. A lot of cracks and just a lot. The trans was smoked. The motor was done. Like there was yeah. so many things to where it was just like. Okay. So once you snowball project, once right. you get into it, it's like, ah, oh, it's and not then, just one little thing. Yeah. Then we got into it and it's like, like the, like there's been so many changes and, and a lot of it is just my OCD about things. Yeah. You know, like, like that truck's been done three times, <laughs> yep. you know, but it's like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want that. You know, like I'm not happy with this or, yep. I, you know, like I want to change this or I want to add this or I want to do that. And I'm like, start over. Yep. You know, like, 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 like we got, I want to figure this out the way that I want it. Yep. So. Hopefully, we should have that truck next year, and uh, that that thing's a monster. I I really enjoy driving. I get back in, that. yeah. Say getting back into, you know, it's over the years of being able to ride in different things, doing things, and you know, the, even the truck I have now. You say you're working up to things. My, the first truck I ever bought was a 1987 Dodge Raider. I bought it the day after high school, so I was 19 years old. The day you, after you I still, graduated, you still have it. No, I oh. I need to find it. I will. That is on my bucket list. I'm gonna do a Dodge Raider build again. Cause oh, dude! I bought one of those for two hundred and fifty dollars the day after I graduated high school, because it had the frame was snapped in half. The frame was uh like probably eight inches off, and it was sagging <laughs> when I went to look at it. But it ran and drove. And the dude, it was this farmer had it had like two by ten bumpers front and rear with like lag bolts going into the frame. 
and I had like four hundred dollars in my bank account, and I was like, "Sweet, I got like one hundred fifty for parts." Yeah. So bought that, took it over to Dooling's grandpa's house because neither of us knew how to weld. He had a stick welder and some big like quarter inch right angle plate. We jacked it up, stuck that on the frame, welded it, and yeah, I drove that truck for the whole summer, never putting another dollar into it except gas. Driving it to Silver Lake. I sawzawed the fenders out, put 31-inch Thornbirds on it. I painted it black yes. and then Monster Energy lime green on the skid yes. plate and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, it was hardcore, and Monster Energy was blowing up then. Oh, yeah, dude. And I drove – it wasn't a Jeep, but I took the doors off like a Jeep, and yep. I drove around town with my foot out the window. Yeah, I, I sold that thing at the end of that summer for $600. There you go. So I – and I probably went to the dunes four or five times with that thing over that summer. Where exactly is like – like you said, I have never gotten that much fun on a off-road investment since then because it's a progression. Oh, okay. That was fun, but now I want more. I want the next thing. I want the next Dude, thing. Dude, we'll go through a couple Jeeps or Subarus have been a new thing that we've yep. been messing with, but uh, we'll go through a couple of those in, in a summer. Yeah. Because you can just, you just take them out there and like yep. just bomb them around and have a good time, and then it's cheap fun. Yep. You know, if you think, if you get, if, if you get five, six weekends out of a Jeep, all right. Yeah. And see so you got five hundred bucks into it. I mean that's a hundred dollars a week. And that's like that's like dinner in a movie. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's when you really bucks. start breaking it down and uh it's you know and, fun. and exactly it's remembering where you come from of uh I think that's what it really helps me keep humble because exactly like remembering that raider and remembering those times, that's what then puts you know, yeah, like right now, it's winter time and yeah, my truck I need to do a ring opinion, the trans needs to come out. Uh, there's some, fr- yep, there's some frame stuff I want to do. I want to add some gusset in. And, you know, it's like the amount of work that I have ahead of me for this winter before next season. Now, I could just do a couple things and run the truck next year, but it's like, no, nah, there's, I want to make upgrades. I want to be fast. Yeah. I want to hit the whoops harder next year. I want to be able to carry more speed. So that now means exactly like I'm not going to get all those things for, yeah, $500. I'm going to have to invest a lot more time and money. Where at the same time, then I still have those thoughts. It's like, damn, if I can find a Dodge Raider for five hundred dollars, I'm buying that thing. It's, Dude, it's they're like, getting hard so to find. We got into um, <laughs> this is a couple years ago, and of course, all of this took place in the streets of Mexico. But the uh, we had so on where we live or where we have our homes up here. There's four or five of us that are on the same block, and we're all you know all good buddies. And uh, we got into after we'd get off the dunes, we started moped racing. All right. And it got to be so freaking competitive. All right. It was like street outlaws. We had a list. We had a light, you know, to where we could flash to where you'd go. And like people didn't even care about taking their six figure sand cars out on the dunes. They had to moped race. Had to moped race. You know, like it was such a big deal. For and West Coast listeners, this is what happens when they close your dunes at nine o'clock. Yes. This is what, <laughs> yes, this is what you do. Um, so we, uh, I mean, and it got like so competitive that where people, like people started dropping big money on mopeds. Like our one buddy, John, like he had two stages of nitrous on a Zuma. And it would like when it when it would leave, it would wheelie. Oh, All right, like he had clutch work, uh, just done like to a forty nine cc regular Zuma. I, I don't know what he did to it, but it was so <laughs> fast. I had to do like seventy two miles an hour, and it would wheelie off the line. Like I, I had like a, I had like a Reva, Rick's got the second fastest Reva Raz known to man, but um, and I had like a 
like some tau tau piece of crap and like i mean like we had like four mopeds you know that were like all all ready to go and we had rules you couldn't because somebody was like well i'm gonna put a quad motor on one and then you know we're like no 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 you can't shift gears you know it's got to be like a, a base 50 cc motor um and then our, our one buddy don Bowie. all right he shows up with this stretched out lowered like I don't even know, like stage four motor, like drag race type uh, Honda Ruckus. Okay, like you yeah. never even like you almost lay down to drive this thing, and it blows Zuma away, man. And uh, come to find out, he spent like seven grand <laughs> to build the smoke pad. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, you won. You know, like you guys won. Like, I'm. There's no way I'm spending this kind of money on a. Stupid $400 moped, you know, to do this. But, like, that's just the kind of stuff that, you know, like, people don't see. You know, like, people don't see, like, like, dude, you know, and it it was the joke all the time where we're like, dude, those six-figure sand cars are stupid. Like, we're going moped racing. You know, like, who cares about all that money you got wrapped up in dune toys? Like, let's go. I think with the dunes, that's, like, uh, the biggest draw. So, I've been a racer my whole life, and that's why I want to get back to racing. I race bikes. And the big draw that the dunes for me was it's still adrenaline yeah it's every dude here every gal here is out trying to have adrenaline enjoy their weekend but a lot of it's around adrenaline you're trying to drive a vehicle push your limits you know some people just like scenery whatever your boat is i'm a person yeah i want flat footed like i same thing i rebuild my truck my goal is to run around the outside of silver lake sand dunes flat footed and never have to lift and i you know haven't accomplished that yet i'm still yep. tuning for some big hills but it's like, that's just me. I'm that way. And so the racing thing, yeah, I, I am a very competitive person I, when it comes to that. But the dunes, the nice thing is I'm able to just shut it off. And it is it is fun to, like, I see uh, some, you know, nowadays there's so many new trucks showing up now. It really is getting to the point where, and I hope that I put this out there because it's, I want people to approach me. And I feel I don't want this to come across this way, but. Someone comes in my rearview mirror and you're coming hot on me with like a truck that looks pretty dope. Yeah, it's like let's run. Yeah, I'm running. Keep up. And if you let's pass go. me, I'm gonna try to pass you back. Yeah. And then oftentimes it's like I've done that so many times with people that I don't even know a truck, and then it's like and then they pull off and go their way, and I I go my way, and I try to do better. It's like, dude, like I should have got that dude's like Instagram handle or like his name, or like that was sick. And it's like, I don't know if he got mad. You know, there's, I, I go through these mental battles all the time. I'm like, well, was that guy having fun or was he pissed that I was like ripping in front of him? Right. And, you know, and, uh, the vibe though that I see, and this is why I try to put out to people, it's like approach people in the dunes. Cause exactly. It's like, I'm guilty of it too, of making assumptions about another vehicle of like, oh, I don't, yeah, that guy, I'm not going to go mess with him. Like, this, it's like, I, I can't think of a time I've had an interaction with a person on the dunes where it's been bad. Right. Where once I've, I've you know, someone's approached me and it's, you get talking and then uh, I'm very guilty of like being emotional with my truck and I've gotten better. But like the first couple summers, yeah, taking my truck to the dunes and breaking it every time. I was having the time of my life and now I'm like stretched to the max. It's exactly. Those were the days of, well, now I got to work a hundred hours this week to make much, enough money to buy another one of these. Yeah, and, this part. And I would be bad, you know, people would approach me and I had to learn to like, yeah, that's not their problem that I just like smash my crap being an idiot, but they're still pumped to see my truck, you know, and that's, uh, that was a transition period where it was just like, oh no, like, 
hey, yeah, my day's ruined, but I can still like talk to people. And that's something like with the vibe of Silver Lake, that is the thing that when you go to other dunes, that's what I notice and I miss. When I'm out in Glamis, it's awesome. But that's what I miss of like, there's days where I've spent six hours in the dunes and haven't run my truck because we're parked at the beach and there's like 40 people you don't get to see and everyone just happened. It's holiday weekend. You know, holiday weekend for me is not about like, oh, I got to rip around here and show everybody how bad I am. Holiday weekend scares the shit out of me. Holiday weekend for me is more now that I live here. Hey, I know a lot of people that I don't get to see a lot are here. Let's go in the dunes, go try to find them. Oh, there's people over here jumping or they're sitting at the beach. Like it's that vibe of just going and hanging out with people. Dude, and that holiday weekend is just like, that's when, that's when I go out there to watch. Yeah, exactly. Like that, I'm not, I'm not partaking, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe I, I'm partaking late, you know, when people start yeah. filing out for dinner. But for the most part, like on those holiday weekends, like you just go out there to watch, man, and see like yep. all the, the the fuckery that's going on craziness i, I love it dude i love yeah. like the wild stuff that people bring and like the i think that's and- something you miss at other dunes too of the one benefit of our dunes being so small is it's it's not hard to see the action and find the action right i mean if you're like a person that's parked on top of test you can pretty much see most of the place and then all of a sudden you see people jump and you go oh that looks like a sick jump over there let's go jump that and then guess what there's like four photographers there taking pictures so then you're, you get home later that night and, you know, and that's why, like, when I go west, same thing. People, dude, those dudes look so awesome. I got to get there. Everyone in California tells me they got to come here. And I'm like, I think you do, but at the same time, don't be pissed when you get here and realize how small they are <laughs> for the fact that it's like, oh, they look so big. And it, that is the thing that's so awesome about our dunes is like, uh, and I want, hopefully, yeah, it's like, uh, I share a similar feeling of like, I just don't want the clickiness. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's just human nature. I don't think people set out to be that way, but I just know my own self and going through the dirt bike days. Yeah. I would go find dirt bike dudes like, Oh, that dude's hitting a jump. I'm going to go talk to him and hit that jump with him. Well, then once I got into a truck, well, I can't go do dirt bike jumps and dirt bike guys don't care what I'm doing. So I'm going to go talk with these people. Sure. And then the pre-runner, same thing now. And now, Oh, that guy's got a beam link truck. I'm going to go look at it and he's going to come check mine out. The same time, like if I'm still into sand cars. I still know people with sand cars. Oh, yeah. yeah, I still love sand cars. And I'm in that boat. It's like, I tell my wife, like, I'm going to get a sand car. And she's like, ah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm like, ah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting a sand car. It'll happen. So the, <laughs> the cheapest part about buying a sand car the trans. is buying the sand car. Well, That'll yeah. be the cheapest part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. From there on, like the maintenance and the shit that you're going to break because it's going to break. I don't care who built it or how oh, yeah. tough it is or anything like that. I'm breaking it. Yep. All right. There's no. There's nothing out there that's like this is Dave proof and it's totally unbreakable. I'm like, <laughs> dude, put me in the driver's seat. Like, I'll snap that thing in half, no problem. Like, let's go. Let's. let's yep. Like, that's my ultimate dream. If I, if they could be like, hey, uh, we build these trophy trucks and we need you to test them out and see how reliable they are. I'd be like, oh, please. Like, <laughs> can I? I will do it for three dollars an hour. You know, like you Just barely pay them. me. Like, I, I. That's all I want to do in life. Yep. But you know, like the racing thing, man, is like, like, dude, I want to race so bad, and like, I've I've looked at you know, like building a side by side to race, you know, or like a fourteen fifty, like you were talking about, or mm-hmm. like selling everything and donating a kidney to see if I could get like a five year old TT truck. <laughs> yeah, just to, like know? a spec truck, just to get <laughs> yeah. in something. Yeah, like like that's all I want to do, you know. Yep. And like uh, that was a uh, uh, going back to Langer Racing with those guys. Um, a couple years ago, we built a rally car. 
Yeah. Because it was like, like we were, I was at their shop one night talking with Ryan and I'm like, dude, I want to race. And he's like, why don't you rally? I'm like, I can't afford a Subaru freaking $500,000 yeah, Travis Pastrana yeah, special. Like, dude, I'm never going to be able to do that. He's like, dude, we can build one. I'm like, how much do you think it would cost to build a rally car to compete, you know, with a rally car? Uh, he's like, I bet we could probably, how about 15 grand? And I'm like, oh, look, can we do it tomorrow? Like, what are you <laughs> talking like 15 grand? Like, that's, that's feasible, right? Like, that's a, that's yeah, a tangible number. Yeah, that's a number. feasible entry point to get into right. motorsports. So we decided to build, uh, we now own the most expensive 2004 Chevy Aveo. <laughs> in the entire world, okay, because it has it is a spec ARA rally car. It is tacked in, all right. It, it you can run any ARA championship rally with this car, and uh, we ran snowdrift with it, and it was awesome. Like it yep. was such a cool experience. Like where we was uh, okay. Me and John, Ryan, Ryan was a co-driver slash driver. I was probably against the rules, but we didn't care, and. uh <laughs> He's had a ton of experience in rally. Yeah, he has service a big rally. background in rally. Yeah. Um, you know, so so he he kind of knew what, what was going on. So I had a blast. I I, I was super Taking slow. in all the new experience. Yeah, but I, of... I mean, I just had a blast driving this car through the woods. Kind of like last night, you know, yep. just like, but you're just bombing through the woods as fast as you can go. And uh, we were like sixth in the standings last year. <laughs> or the, because it was COVID year. So they like took out like. Oh, a bunch of races were <laughs> to out. Got a bunch of the races, so like we were like six in point standings for the after year. one race. One race, yeah, <laughs> our first ever race in the Chevy Avail. It was so funny, but um, no, dude, it's just like that experience, you know, was like so cool to do that mm-hmm. and to race, and like that's like that's what I want to do. Like, like I, initially, you know, like my first thought isn't you have to win to do this. Like, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I just want to you know, be there. Like, initially, like. And if I find something to where I'm like, dude, this is what I need to do, well, then the competitiveness kicks in. Yeah. But, like, first and foremost, like, I just want to do it. You know? Like, mm-hmm. like I want to go to Baja and, like, just race Baja. Yep. You're like, I don't care if I'm on a podium. You know? Like, I yeah. Just, I just want to go there and race. You know? Like, dude, put me in a truck. Let's go. Yeah. You know? Like, that's, that's So, like, we, I think we share that mentality to where it's like, I just want to drive. You know? Like, I want to yeah. drive fast. And I want to, you know, and, and then... Like once you kind of hone that in, then you know you get super competitive with it. But no, no, I mean the simplest statement right there is a hundred percent of my life is dedicated to me driving a fifty-something-year-old pickup. Yeah, that's it. Like all I do is you know, like is that for you know uh, getting back to the like the trail we did last night, which you guys are going to put a YouTube out on. So hopefully, I don't know when they're going to sync up, but if you're listening to this, be checking for the Dune Stars page to look at the YouTube and. uh the trails and doing stuff, that was like, uh, so yeah, I lived with, uh, Craig where we went and met up with last night. I was, you know, 30, 40 minutes from Silver Lake here. That's where I grew up and I lived with him. And that's, uh, you know, that trip last night brought us back. We haven't done that since I lived with him pretty much because that was back when we had our, you know, super cheap, affordable daily driver pickups. We were driving to work Monday through Friday and then coming to the dunes on Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday driving them through trails like that and just, you know be out till five eight five in the morning getting someone got stuck and we're yanking on them and so all these years it's i've put so much money into my truck to go to the sand and you know you guys i don't even know if it was you or ricky hit me up about trails and yeah the uh the introvert in me goes ah i'm done for the year it's cold i don't really want to do it 
And then the other side of me, the rate, you know, it's like, well, I want to drive my truck and the dunes are closed and it's probably got one last ride in it. Like you said, with the pinion, the trans, I was, you know, and then it turned into, I was like, dude, I, so Craig, I was, I hit him up. I was like, dude, you want to go trail running on Saturday? It's like, dude, we haven't done that in forever. And it's like, yeah, it needs to happen. I can't believe I've been driving this truck for five years and I haven't brought it back to like where it all started to go do that again. So last night, yeah, that was, it sparked in me to where it's like, I, next summer I want to dedicate some more time to doing that type of stuff, mapping out those trails again. Yeah. And a lot of it is, it really is, uh, me, everything I do. So a big part of me moving to Silver Lake is cause I, I want to go race my truck. And so I also want to go race my truck and I want to kick those dudes asses. And so it comes down to seat time for me. Uh, I know we don't have the terrain that they have out there. And so I'm always going to be at a disadvantage driving in sand and then expecting to go out to the desert and like win is a big task and probably is, but that's where then like those woods riding and doing other things. It's like, dude, we're not that far away from little Sahara. Oh yeah. Not, well, and that's a big one. I try to get down there at least so twice you're a year. Like, Hey, do you want to go run trucks in little Sahara? Like let's leave on Thursday. We'll be back. All right. Yeah, we need to do uh, it. Yeah, yeah, let's go. This summer was a bad summer for me. I had big plans this summer, and I didn't. Uh, I spent them building motors and blowing them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's always good. So but. next summer, I'm hoping to uh, do have a good prep this off season, and you know, and with the community of everything around the dunes, is at the end of the day, yeah, I do this stuff, and you know, the the biggest negative that I get now out of having a truck, and I and I see people sides the speeds out of things. And that's like a thing now where like I, a lot of times I don't go out on the weekends anymore because it's one of those things that's like there's so many trucks and so many people going fast. If you're if you had to tow here four hours on Saturday and this is all you get, it's like I don't want to be another guy adding to the chaos when I can come out here on Tuesday and I have my fill. And I, that's how I view it and I look at it now. But at the same time, it's I still like want to be out there and be a part of it. So it's like the safety concern, you know, there is a big safety concern with you know, if every single person winds up in a fast truck, which that's the way it's going. I mean, right. every, back in the day, there was leaf springs on everything when I started going to the dunes and you put it around. And nowadays it's, you got a side-by-side, a rail, a pre-runner, and the you cool can rip. Thing about with going out to the dunes and like, like you said on the weekend when there's just a lot of people there, um, you know, it's like a, a lot of it's business for us, right? You know, yeah. we when we had acquired Sandflix, um, you know, it's it's like something that we we need to be out there. Yep. You know, to capture pictures putting in the people. time, taking the yep. pictures. Yep, putting in the time to you know capture those memories for people. Yep, and uh, you know, so I I just like to uh, you know like like I said, man, I, I'm a I like to go and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll I'll go and set up on the hill, you know, wherever they're at or wherever action's happening, and dude, I like I like watching, you know. But after a while, you get that itch, right? Yeah, like all right. I've watched everybody hit this jump. Like, let's go. Yep. You know, like, I, I can't sit, stand here and do nothing for this long. But for the most part, you know, you just go out there, and it, it's really cool to see, you know, everybody that comes out and 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 what happens on the dunes. You know, like it's just that's that's why we're here. That's why we're doing yep. this. It was because of that. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling, man. Just being a part of it, being right in the middle of it. Yep. Um, you know, like the whole drag racing thing this year. Yeah. You know, like we got that law change. Like that, dude, that's monumental. Yeah. That that happened and it happened so quickly. You know, and like that's the- something I hope, you know, like I said, I went to Pismo. I drove my truck, towed it all the way to Pismo. 
for one reason, for the I watched the Facebook groups talk about how the Pismo was going to get shut down. So when I went to Glamis the very first time, I put in the extra time to go to Pismo because I said they're they're going to shut this place down soon and it may never open again. I'm never going to get this chance again. And I went and then for a year and a little over a year, the month after I was there, they shut it down and it didn't look like they were going to open it back up for a while. Now it's back open. And th- that type of stuff is then, yeah, I come back to Michigan in here and I, if you, you know, if you've only gotten to experience Michigan, you know, me going to other dunes, going to Oklahoma, Glamis, Pismo and that, they're awesome. But it really made me like Silver Lake a lot more. It yeah. really made me realize and be more grateful for how amazing we have it here. And it's, it really, if you take the time to think about if we lose this place for whatever dumb reason down the road in the years, because we're not working with, yeah, government officials and working to better the place and things get crazy and out of control. That's a big fear that I have for longevity of years down the road of exactly keeping. So yeah, Dune Stars, you, everything you guys are doing, the SLRA. I'm, I'm a fan of anybody that's a component of going to the Dunes, having fun. And yeah, just trying not to stir drama, trying to add to the benefit of, yeah, other people, you know, the, it may not look like it to other people. And this is where I bring back to me on a dirt bike as a kid, the guy with the sand car. I couldn't put myself in that guy's shoes. I was 16 on a dirt bike. You know, I thought I knew everything in the world at that time. Yeah. So I couldn't realize how much fun. And yeah, what that dude's, you know, that dude's blowing off steam for the week from work. Probably he's in his sand car. He wants to rip wheelies. I couldn't put myself in those shoes until all of a sudden I have a truck and I want to go a hundred miles an hour through the whoops. And I'm realizing some people don't like that you know some people on their four by four they just want to put around on trails and you know i come ripping through there they're just never going to appreciate that but then at the same time it's it's amazing we have a place that there's two people that can do their separate things out there yep and it's like hey i'm gonna do my best to watch you and monitor you and you know do my best to use my truck when i think it's safe and i feel it's safe and in control but at the same time, it's like this is an amazing – it's the only place – yeah, the next place we have is Little Sahara, which is 18 hours away. And it's a lot of it comes down to like some um, some respect and some yeah. common sense. Just not allowing – you know, the, I have to remind myself every time I drive my truck, when I start driving fast, number one rule for myself is like if you come out at an intersection and you know you're going to hit, it's like – you know, I, you know, don't expect the other person to yield. Like it's your job to yield as well. Like you're both using a neutral zone in the dunes just because it's, well, I got the faster truck. I'm going to, I'm just going to get around them here. It's like, you still got to give the people the courtesy of, you know, yeah. If you've driven my $250 Dodge Raider for high didn't work. So I only ever drove it around in four low, which meant it only ever did about like 25. (laughs) So like, I was that dude, you know, like, ah, stankers, they're so fast, you know. Now I'm the dude in a fast thing. I'm like, get out of my way, you slow thing. And But then I have to remember, I was like, oh, that, that used to be me. Yeah. And you have to put yourself back in those shoes. And, and, yes, exactly, just give some respect to the other people using it. Yep. So it's nice to see dude stars out there, um, you know, and it's something, like I said, for me and being – just putting it out there through this podcast of like, I put a lot of work into my own self to try to be better for the community, you know, and doing stars is something too. It's like, maybe I feel over the years, it's like, um, with the social media stuff, I, I feel like, uh, I want to support more stuff. And then sometimes it's like, it's just like you said, it's another job. 
it turns into a job. And I always try to figure out how to not turn this into a job. It's always supposed to be fun. But just spending time with you guys, you know, Ricky. And that's where I said it's like I've known about Dune Stars for years. We're in the Dunes all the time. And last year was the first year that I really started talking to Ricky. And it was because he had a pre-runner. And then it led then, you know, and then it, yesterday was yeah, the first time we've really talked. And then I put in my mind and it's like, man, I should not have let, you know, somebody else that's trying. Yeah, exactly. have the same mentality. You know, there's there's been no issue between us ever. We've right. never had an interaction. But here we are. We have the same mentality and the same objective at the end of the day. And then it's like, now I look back at all these times I've had an opportunity. It's like, ah, I've seen Dave in the Dunes a thousand times. And how come I never walked up and, you know. Dude, it's just like last night when I, <laughs> when I took Rick his uh, an unconstructed uh, hamburger, <laughs> that he burger. To put it together himself. You know, like we were sitting there and, and uh, you know, they were eating and I'm like, why don't we hang out with Nate all the time? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what's the reason? And Rick's like, well, he, he kind of, you know, does his own thing and hangs out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, he needs to be over at like bonfires and like, yeah, I'm a going, pretty like, introverted trail person. Riding, like doing dumb shit, like like when we take Subarus through fields and stuff. Like, why isn't he? He should be there, man. Like, yep. Like that was so much fun on those trails. Like I had a blast. Like my truck is destroyed. Oh dude. yeah, I haven't even started. I walked out of the garage this morning, and I, like the, I'm not, I would not even say that I'm regretful, but I I looked at my truck and I was like, I'm gonna wash this thing, and it's snowing right now while we're doing this podcast for yep. people listening. So once I'm done, I'm gonna pull my truck out in the snow, get my garden hose out that's almost frozen. And then I'm going to wash my truck about four to five times in a row. And it's probably still not going to be clean. Dude, it's, like, I'm the, I'm the most uh, like, like unpractical pre-runner owner in the world. All right? So, like, like, I will do dumb shit with that truck all the time. That other pre-runner guys would be like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Like, we'd, uh, we, um, when we picked it up from Langer Racing, after I smoked the trans in it the first time, um. We, we, me and Scott Dion, we went there. All right. And we drove my car there. But instead of just Scott following me in the car home, all right, I said, no, we're putting that car on a trailer and we're towing it because it's a truck. <laughs> it's a truck. Okay? It's, like it's a truck, truck first. So my, uh, my long travel Missoula kit, uh, Deaver truck, all right, at 75 miles an hour pulled a car hauler with a car yeah. on it all, all the way back for, you know, about 50 miles. You know, from back Grand home. Rapids back to North Muskegon, and then we put the the 2021 Can Am on the on the trailer and drug it up here. You know, and uh, trail riding. You know, going to get groceries. You know, I mean, yep. like, like, dude, like, this is like I use this thing all the time. You know, to do whatever I want. Yeah, and, and other people, I I feel like other people like cringe. And I'm like, it's a stupid truck. You know, at the end of the day, like, I've gotten a lot of go. messages over the years of. Uh, some people that are pretty upset that I've ruined a very nice truck. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's, and it's one of those things. And it's like, just to put it out there, it's like, I bought that truck for 1200 bucks, you know, and it, it's a truck that yeah. I built to go do things exactly like go to the dunes. I want to go race it, but I also, yeah, I want to drive through mud puddles in the middle of the Michigan forest yeah. for no reason and slide it off the road. Cause it's all a handful, you know? Yeah. We're driving on trails last night and I'm using Two little. I have a whole plethora of lights on my truck that I don't have wired because I've been too lazy for the last year to wire them up. <laughs> so I'm running trails, and I'm following Ricky's lights, and I'm the only one that slid off the road two times because if if Ricky got over a hill or too far in front of me, 
I was completely screwed and pretty much just punching it, trying to catch back up to his taillights. And two times I hit ruts that just shot me off the road because I was just driving blind. Yeah. So and then, like, then what happens? So when you fall, when you pull off the road, you're like, oh crap, we need a four by four. Yeah, to come exactly. Back, get us out of here, and I'm like, no. Yeah, no, I got a truck. I got a truck right here. <laughs> like, I don't care that it's two wheel drive. I'm like, let, at least yep. let's try. Yeah. You know, we can hook onto it and pull it right out. You know, so it's it's like that's the that's my mentality with it. And like, yeah. like I've always I've always told people like, you know, even when like the truck shits itself out on the dunes, you know, and you're sitting there and like, like I still got a smile on my face. Yeah. People are like, what? Like, what is your deal, man? I'm like, I, dude, I would rather be broke down on the dunes yep. or enjoying life, you know, trail riding, do, doing whatever, than anywhere else. Yeah. You know, like, like this is this is what I want to do. You know, like truck. I don't care. The truck is going to break. Like you, you have that mentality to where shit's gonna go wrong. You yeah, know? Like it's, not, it's going to. Yeah, it's not like the more you think it's not, the worse it's gonna be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like there's something's gonna break. Somebody's gonna run out of gas. You know, so, like something's gonna happen. So yep. just if you're just positive and ready for that you know who cares so i don't know i just dude i, I try to stay super positive yep. you know in any situation and for everybody that's listening like please like don't don't hesitate to come and chat with us or you know if you see me out there come and you know say what's up you know like we're yep. totally totally open and you know we, we want to keep doing this you know so yep. you, you know like support our youtube channel you know get on the website and buy a shirt or a sticker you know that i mean that just goes right back to progressing this yep you know that that money you know all goes to where we can take trips to other dunes yep you know or to where we can you know invest into you know some of the things that we're doing you know to you know like like we just hooked up with rear light bar you know we're mm. going to be doing reviews for them um, you know, some, some product stuff with them. Uh, they're going to fly me out to the international off-road show in Arizona Nice to learn all their product and help sell them, you know, and, and you know, to help them become better at what they're doing yep. and, and, and grow the sport out here in the Midwest. Exactly, and... dude. So it's like, like, that's what we're all about, man. Yep. So, you know, if you can help us out and subscribe on the channel or follow us on IG or, you know, send us a message and, you know, yep. we're, we're all about it, dude. We're totally, you know, like we'd. Like we reply to every message, you know, everybody yeah. that sends something like somebody will get back to you. One of my, you know, and I can see definitely there's people out there that are probably big time enough that legitimately can't do it. But it's like, uh, I, I hear quite often from people and this is not an arrogant thing to say, but like have quite a few less Instagram followers and, oh yeah, I don't read my message. I get too many and it's too many. It's like, dude, I get, I have 14,000 followers and I read every message. I read every comment. I read, you know, good or bad. The people, you know, it's like, and some people, maybe they don't look at it, but I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm very, you know, yeah, this is my life. This is everything I do. I put out there. And so then I take things personally and I, I, well, I want to put the time into respond, you know, and it, it, there's times where it will get overwhelming and I can't get back to people in a timely manner and it take, and you know, and it's like, you know, I'll get there. And that's, that's the hard thing with social media. I think, uh, I think for everybody. I mean, just in life, social media is not something that a lot of us have grown up with. You know, kids nowadays are growing up with it, but I think there has been, there's a struggle for some people to transition to see the positives. There's a lot of bad things with social media, but if you can look past that and be positive, you know, social media, uh, that's how you communicate with, you know, promoting what SLRA is doing and posting it onto Facebook groups and getting info out there. It allows someone like for me, 
who yeah, I'm not a big poster in there, but I I see everything. I I that's my news source. Yep. What's going on in the dunes? I fo- you know there's certain pages you follow because they're they're here all the time. They're posting info. If you're in the community, it's you know that's that's a luxury we get based on technology. So that is a good thing. I'm I'm super analytical too. You know, yeah. so like I'm constantly looking at you know like your insights mm, yep. on uh on how posts perform and like your interaction with people and you know like your reach and and all of those things that are are part of it you mm-hmm. know or, or your youtube analytics like dude i'm i'm on that i'm on that more times than you know not like it's just like it's super important to me to see that and all that stuff and the same thing like on facebook you know like like, I might not post all the time, but I, I see all that. And, and, like, with the Silver Lake Sand Dunes Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's it's incredible, dude. Like, like it's it's really impossible to keep up. I yeah. Mean, that, you get, like, 70,000, 80,000, how many people are on there now? But, you know, like, people will message me and be like, hey, this person said this. You should ban them. You know, or something like that. Yeah. And they're, they're like, why haven't you done something about You're trying this? to run a Silver Lake Facebook page, and, yeah, yeah now like, you have dude, to be. I'm like, how? Facebook police. Seriously? Like, do you catch... You, uh, and and Facebook does a good enough job of that themselves, all right, with censorship. Like, I get a notification all the time where it's like 68 posts were removed from you <laughs> because they went against Facebook standard. And then people will be like, why'd you delete my post? I'm like, dude, like, it yeah. was not me. Like, pro- I promise <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, like what's going... Like, you're not going to be racist or, you know, bullying people. Yeah. You know, or sexist or you know like any of that like i'm not down with any of that so that'll get you banned right now well and so this is where i like to say there's social media silver lake sand dunes and then there's the real silver lake sand dunes and that's you know to anyone out there that is listening if you don't come and it's like if you're trying to get on facebook to learn info it's like you can you got to search it but it's like you can't let unfortunately there's people that could influence someone the wrong direction or scare somebody just based on it's like that's not if you actually get up here, that's not what it's like. No. The vibe of you show up of, like I said, it's, you know, and this is a big one that I get a lot too for how much I drive my truck out there and how fast. And everyone says that we got all the rules, which we do. We have the most rules out of any dunes. But in my 16 years of going to the dunes, I've never been pulled over by the DNR ever. Knock on wood. I wave to them. I talk to them and this and that, but it's, I've never done and i'm not saying that i've uh never broken a rule out there but it's more of yeah you just give the respect and it's you know the 25 mile an hour speed zone like by the beach it's 25 miles an hour there's people walking around down there like that's not where it's time to be you know robbie gordon and baja down there yeah, right. so it's like i see people get pulled over because yeah they were doing 50 through there and then they're upset about it well i got a ticket and i was on this side and it's like there's a sign it was right there just follow it. Go over here, and there's no speed limit. See, dude, it's and it's like <laughs> it's like opposite for us. And this, this is something that, um, you know, I I was a bad kid growing up, and it, it took me a while to figure this out. And you know, I got angry about it a bunch of times, but I would get pulled over all the time. Yeah, you know, like I'd get pulled over, or I'd get stopped, or I'd get you know the director sending me an email or texting me or calling me, and hey, you did this, you can't do that, or this, and I'm just like, dude, like what? Like, I, I just want good things at the dunes, and, like, I'm trying to do all this, and, like, on this board and do this and that. Like, like I'm a good guy. I'm you know, a, like, leave yeah. me alone. What the heck? I'm like, there's guys drinking and shit out there. Like, go go bother them. Go, yeah, you go know? bug I'm, them. I'm just driving around having a good time. 
and it took a it took a while for it to click where like I was talking with the the head of the or the manager of the park, you know, about, you know, what the heck, you know, like, why did this keep happening? And he goes, you know, just simply put, you know, it's like people are watching you. Yeah. You know, like you're in the public eye, Mm -hmm. you know, you're the one making YouTube videos. You're the one that, you know, people go out there to see. So if you do something wrong, they think it's okay. Yep. You know, and like, like it was, it's like that aha moment, you know, it's where it's like, I never really thought about that. You know, I never really thought about like, if I'm going fast or if I have to zigzag on the back of a hill to come up to where they're jumping, you know, or something like that, where it's like, dude, other people see that and they're like, Dune Stars did yep. it. You know, I could do it too. I've had one of those conversations. See, and that so different experiences. I've never been pulled over the DNR except one day, and I don't remember the guy's name, but one of the managers of the park or under the manager, uh, I was going in and there was nobody in the – There it was a dead day. It was like a Tuesday afternoon and I was rolling in and he just – there was nobody even at the station, but he just so happened to – pulling it right by the uh the garage they got there and he flagged me down and then yeah came over and pretty much gave me that same little pep talk and kind of like you know hey just so you know like i know you know you're out here a lot and people you know just know people watch you you know and then uh, more of a an appreciate he said we've never had issues with you and i appreciate you that for that and he said you know just so you know like we appreciate it and people watch you and that's the same thing it's that was a big moment I drove in the dunes that day, and then I was—I probably drove my truck for four hours that day. Not a single person in there, and very humble. The fact it was like, wow, my first interaction with a DNR officer was like 14 years into me doing it. That was last year that happened. Yeah, that was 14 years. My first interaction, and it was a positive one. So I've had one interaction with the DNR in 14 years, and since then, I was that guy. I I didn't ever wait. It was like, oh, there's DNR. I'm gonna turn right. You know, oh, I'm going left. I'm, now it's up, roll by them. I wave at every one of them. Yeah, it's, I have a truck that exactly like people know it's me. There's not another one out there, and that that took me a while to realize and understand too. There was like, oh yeah, I I can't hide. People know that I'm in this thing. So that was my own. You know, it's the same thing when you're driving down the road and you see a cop and you're not speeding, but you slow down five miles an hour. That was my reaction. Was that's how I always treated DNR. Where now. I mean, I now I'll still keep flat fettled past them because I'm oh, not yeah. speeding, and it, that used to be me. It's like, oh, I'd slow down going by. Well, I'm not, I'm not going fast, and then I would get back on it. Where yeah, now I just rip by them and wave at them. It's like, yeah, dude, so many times we'll be at a jump hill, and they'll be like, oh, DNR sale. Everybody will kind of, and I'm like, dude, they're they're normal guys like yeah. you and I. Like they want to yep. watch too. Yep. Like they're here for the safety factor. You know, if something happens, but at the same time, it's like, why why can't they yep. watch? Exactly. You know, and like, like I, I know most of them, you know, on a first name basis and have meetings with them and all this stuff. So the, our relationship has grown to something that's a lot better than yeah. it originally started off to where, you know, like I had that mentality to where authority is bad. Yeah. You know, or they're out to get us or, you know, all of that where, you know, like I've learned over the years that, you know, they're, they're just, you know, doing their job for one. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, are super easy to deal with and, you yeah. know, just like be chill with and cool with them. They're all fans yeah. of it, really. Yeah. They're all like, there's a reason that they're at Silver Lake. Yeah. Or they would transfer to a different park. Exactly. You know? So a lot of those guys are, are super, super, you know, real good people and, you know, easy to get along with. Like, it kind of pisses me off when people are like, oh, fuck the DNR. Yeah. You know, like, they're, they're just there to ruin the fun and all this. And it's like, dude, like, you have no idea, man. Yeah. No. Like, 
Do you think six rangers want to deal with 1.6 million assholes all no. the time? No, dude. Like, it takes a special person yep. to be a part of this and do that. You know, like, give them a break. Yep. You know, they're they're, they're just doing their job and, and trying to, you know, make sure that everybody's safe and everything like that, you know? So, it took a while for that to click. But yeah. I, I think I got it figured out now, but... No, it's it's dope. To, yeah, like I said, it's dope to get you in here, talk, and I hope the listeners, uh, yeah, it, you know, podcasts, this form of doing podcasts and the way I do them is, is just trying to grow this community more, put out more content in this community for, you know, there's a lot of people that I know total long distances over Lake. This, you know, podcast takes up a good amount of time. And also, if you're driving up here on the highway on Friday afternoon, you took work off and... You know, hopefully this type of stuff gets you pumped up to be yep. in the sand. And then, you know, you listen to somebody that, yeah, you see a name and, you know, myself included. That's, that's, uh, it's a, you know, everything I do is selfish endeavors. I tell, you know, like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You do a podcast for the community. I've gotten that. And I go, no, I do this podcast because I want to meet more people. Right. That's a hundred percent what it is. But I also want other people in the community to meet people too. I want, you know, I don't want the, you know, oh, I've seen you out there for, six seven years and i've never talked to you once you know that that bums me out you know now now back in the day that was just how i was Ah, i don't want to talk to nobody and yeah over the years i'm building a truck that yeah is recognizable and people know it's it's put me in a lot of interactions with people and you know it's it's molded me to who i am now to where exactly it's i'm humbled almost every time i go out there to remember like hey remember that time you bought that 250 dollar raider and killed it all summer it was the time of your life and, you know, I got treated by people like crap when I had that thing. But, you know, that never affected – I shouldn't say never affected me. It, it stayed in my conscience, but I still had my fun. But now now that I've – I feel like I woke up this one day. Like, I woke up and it was like, holy crap, I'm one of those dudes now that's out here all the time. I'm ripping around. I'm probably doing things more dangerously than the average dooner. But at the same time, I'm still just – trying to go out to the dunes and rip it also gives you that advantage to um pass it on yeah that's the big thing about it is like like now when you get the spotlight all right so to say you know you're able to put it out there and educate people and help people you know and to help them be a part of this you know the people that have questions about it or the people that you know are on the fence about going to silver lake like i would hope that our ability to broadcast that to people yep. will change somebody's mind, you know, and that, and that's the, that's what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, like, like, dude, like, please, if, if you have questions or if you, you know, want to be part of this or, you know, like you are wor- worried about how to get involved or, yep. you know, anything like that, like, dude, that's what we're here for. Yep, you know, absolutely. Like, send us a message or, you know, come up to us on the dunes or, you know, any, any way to reach out to us, you know, is, is what we're all about. And, you know, we, we appreciate everybody that, you know, likes stuff, follows and comments and subscribes on YouTube or buys one of our T-shirts or, you know, it means it means so much. Yep. You know, because we could that's how we keep going. You know, that's how we keep everything rolling and we're able to reach more people and get that vibe out there to, you know, everybody that's interested. You know, so we we, we keep that hustle going and we're, we're very fortunate to be in the place that we're at. Adult. We'll get it wrapped up. This is a two-hour one, so. Dude, we might have to do two parts. Yeah, we'll have to do. We'll do more of them. So this is going to be one that 
it's coming out. Yeah, a little off season. There's probably not going to be many more coming out of the. We'll see if people want to come up here. So yeah, part of like I live in. There's it's a 1.6 million people in the summer, and there's about six people in the winter. So <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to get the podcast guests up here, but uh. I'm really hoping to try to hit it a little harder next year and even get returning guests back in here, um, you know, just to keep this growing. And, you know, that is a goal of mine of when I set out to do this podcast, it was something that, yeah, it's just, you know, of when I moved up here, I felt the same thing. It was like, okay, I've been using this place for so long for my own enjoyment. I, I need to give back some way, somehow, and something that I'm interested in. And that's how this podcast kind of got to, uh, evolved and into the, even my own business of starting and all of my business I do now is around Silver Lake and off-road and you know and it yeah it didn't happen overnight it took a lot of years of planning and cutting a lot of other things out of my wife's and I life to be able to do it but now that we're here yes it's very important that I yeah try to pass on anything try to protect it try to grow it try to you know I look at anything and more positive people in anything is going to be better for any sport look at you know, I look at dirt bikes as, uh, you know, for me, two wheels is still everything. I just am a little more crippled and need to do the cage thing now. Yeah, cage comes with age. So the dirt bikes, to see, like, how that sport has grown in my years of when I was a kid, Krusty Demons, to now how insanely big that thing is. Like, this year you could barely buy a dirt bike. They're sold out everywhere. I want that, to, you know, and I, that's happening with, like, pre-runners, especially here in Michigan. You see the explosion, you know, the pre-runner invasions of the year started with a couple trucks, 20 trucks, 30 trucks. Now we're in, you know, 100 plus trucks. And I, there's a hundred more in garages getting built right now. Dude, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty off the wall. Like we started planning for this next year coming up and there's a couple things that, uh, I can't really speak on yet because it's, I don't want to put it out it's there. Too early. Not yeah. happen, but a couple ideas that we have to, uh, to make it one, uh, one for the for the books. So summer twenty twenty two. Yeah, dude. If if you're gonna, if you like everybody that's listening, if you got a pre runner truck that you're trying to get done, like please make sure it's done get before it done. May. Like that. Like the first weekend in May is like your cutoff. Like it has to be done by then because uh, you're not gonna want to miss pre runner invasion. At there you all. go. Do not start. My typical program for working is. After the holidays, then I'm like, oh, yeah, I should just work on my summer stuff. Like, no, <laughs> start. Like, you got Thanksgiving break coming up. You got, you know, go visit the, the family. Take the extra day off, though. But, like, get in the garage. Get some work done. Get yep. your stuff done before. Yeah. Yeah. Use, that, use that as a motivator, <laughs> man, to, to get, get stuff yeah. popping soon. I think, you know, that's something that is, it's dope to see the, the amount, you know, the West Coast guys that are coming out, the guys that are here that live here. There's there's a massive push I feel in the sport and you can feel it you can see it if you've been doing it for a while and it's dope to see and that's it's one of those things where I get asked by a lot of personal friends you know my personal friends I've grown up with that don't do the dune thing they don't go out there they've only like ridden in my truck they you know it's how do you drive that thing in that same place all the time like how do you how are you so pumped to still do this how are you so, and it's because I'm just a fan of it. I'm a fan of watching, you know, when I see a new truck, it's just like, who's this guy? Where do you come from? Yep. You know, and it's, I, yeah, I want to share that enthusiasm and I hope other people want to share that enthusiasm too of, yeah, just making, you know, we have Silver Lake and going on that trail run last night, that's where it's like next year, my mind's already clicking to where it's like, oh, I, I need to put some destination runs out, you know, 
our dunes close at nine, but those trails are open all night long. And yep. if you got lights, taillight, you know, so do better than me. Make your headlights work. Make your <laughs> blinkers work. Make your brake lights work. Make all that stuff work. Because as long as you got that, and yeah, you don't need to have a beam truck with bypasses, coils, all that. The dude leading us last night had a 91 OBS Chevy with a six-inch rough country lift. That's who was leading us through the trails last night because yeah, he's the one that knows I got, them. I have a Deaver truck, and I did yep. just fine. So It's, you know, I think that's some of the falls of social media, and, you know, that's something that I get a lot of, you know, people hit me up and, uh, you know, it took me five years to get a rugged radio set up in my truck. They're expensive. And there's guys out there that buy those and their truck's not even done yet. And I tell you, what are you doing? Don't buy a $1,500 headset for your truck that you haven't even finished yet. Right. That's a, that's a bad decision, but I'm glad I have them now. They're awesome. But yeah, that, like, personally, that took me five years of saving and driving my truck before I could justify. Next time we go, we'll make sure that you have an antenna too. Oh yeah, that's true. See, and <laughs> I spent all that money, and then yeah, I don't even know how to use them, so <laughs> they're crap. No, dude, I'm I'm super thankful. Uh-huh. Um, you know that you had me on today, and it's been uh, I I the feelings mutual, dude. Like I feel like we we do have a lot a ton in common. Yep, and uh, I'm glad that I got to know you a lot better because. Now you know it's not like oh there goes there goes Nate at 100 miles an hour. I wish I could catch up with him and talk to him, but he go, drives around the dunes twice and then goes home to his beautiful wife. So I never get a chance to hook up with you. But yeah, and that's you know, and I put that out there because it, it's something that I've learned through social media, and it's you know it's something I try to work better on. But yeah, like you know, it's for me that is that is my enjoyment. Yeah, you know, a good dune day for me is yeah about Tuesday 7:30 at night. Wife's been home from work. She's ready to go to the dunes, rip about four or five laps, don't have nothing wrong, and then pull back home and then start cooking dinner. Yep. Like, that is my dream dune day. But, exactly, it's getting back out there, and something I'm working on is is doing that same thing. Oh, there's Dave. I should stop and talk. Oh, there's Ricky. There's, you know, trying to be more social and putting myself out there to exactly not be the guy that, oh, there goes Nate, and where'd Nate go? I think he's back home. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gone, so. Yeah, dude, I'm just I'm super thankful that you uh, you know, had us on and um, want we'll to do this again and yeah, I just like I said, I uh, I'm pumped for 2022. I think a lot of people are putting you know not all their eggs in the basket because it's you know you got a lot of years into this, but I think it's the culmination. It's like a feeling. It's at least for me, the excitement in me is growing to a point where I yeah, every year I'm more excited. Mm-hmm. You know, when people ask me how I can you be excited, I'm like how can I not be? I'm right. so much more pumped up for next season. Like. Our dunes just closed. We just went on that trail run, and it's not. And I'm like, I'm ready to go to the dunes right now. I want to go, but we got it's locked. We can't go. No, so. no, they get really upset about if you do go in there as well. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get tell people. Yeah, where to find all social media stuff. So everything is uh, everything's Dune Stars. So Dune Stars on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, we have a Snapchat. We have a TikTok. That uh, you know, we're not super active with those, but. Uh, still, if you got them, add them up because as it grows and continues to grow, we'll bring in more people that to help with marketing and social media. Put more content out, become more active. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, dude. That's been something that we've been trying to focus on a lot is to create consistent content. We'll have that video of the trail run out hopefully this week. Yeah, um, I so, think people will be pumped too. You know, I got a lot of feedback. I think a lot of people on that from the stories we were posting. But that's one of those things, watching those stories and being there, it's like 
it I don't feel it gives the right interpretation of what that was. So hopefully with you guys filming in the YouTube, you're going to get to see a little bit more in depth of what it really was. You know, it was, it was, well, we were probably from the time we left till we got back, you know, a six, seven hour journey and, you know, multiple stops, multiple little issues and, you know, a lot of things of creating memories. And that's what it's about. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a perfect, yeah, I would say it was a perfect trip actually, because all the vehicles made it back. We all drove them home and uh, there was mishaps along the way. And, that's what it's all about it is, is getting so, out and doing so that stuff. Fun. So, yeah, uh, it's dope to have you guys come in. And like I said, we're, next we'll have to uh, get you and Ricky in here at the same time and uh, oh, see how that goes. Oh. <laughs> so That'll be a treat. All right, man. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you, man.